everyone remain calm. Back for more, huh? Oh, yeah. Ooh, ah, that's how it always starts. But then later there's running and then screaming. Somebody talk to me! What is happening? Welcome to Jurassic World. And now, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Jurassic Park Podcast. How long is it going to take for that to spread around the globe? This was all John Hammond's dream. Hold on to your butt. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 292nd episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we're here to discuss all things Jurassic Park. In this episode, we're going to head out to the tower, boost the signal, and relay all the latest news and community topics in the Jurassic Wire. Aaron Byer and I will tackle some of the most recent news and rumors surrounding the Jurassic franchise and this awesome community, so of course, we hope you like everything that we feature in the latest iteration of the Jurassic Wire. As always, all debates and conversations in this segment are our own opinions and insights from things that we've seen in the news and around the community. Stay tuned to the beginning of the segment to hear everything that we will be discussing. Now, this is a very long episode, so I won't keep you here too long, but as always, like to take care of some quick business, please go follow us over on YouTube. We will be doing a live stream this week as we do every Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, as well as all of our video versions of today's Jurassic Wire. So please, if you want to see us talk about it, include the videos, include the pictures and the websites, please go check out the video versions of each segment. And also before we get going, I'd just like to remind you, it is Jurassic Mailbag Week next week, so please get your calls in, 732-825-7763. Go ahead and leave us a message there. You can also record a voice memo or write out an email to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. And of course, you can head to our website, JurassicParkPodcast.com, and fill out our contact form. As always, I am very excited for the mailbag, so please... Get your comments in now. But like I said, it's a very long episode, so why don't we go ahead and get this episode kicked off with another iteration of the Jurassic Wire. The debate over Isla Nublar rages on. They're taking no chances of a repeat of the San Diego incident. I'm talking about man-made cataclysmic change. Ah! The U.S. Senate has convened a special committee to answer a grave moral question. Roger that. Air one, clear for takeoff. Begin tracking. Copy that. Go, go! Tracking on. Welcome, everybody, to the Jurassic Wire. I am Brad Jost, and my co-anchor for this program is Aaron Beyer. The Jurassic Wire is a segment here on the Jurassic Park Podcast where we discuss all the latest news on the Jurassic Saga and the latest conversations in the Jurassic community. Today, we're going to be discussing some gaming potential for Jurassic. Uh, we'll maybe d- dive into the Amber Collection, see how worthwhile everything is. Um, and we're going to talk about uh, a what-if scenario for Jurassic. I think that could be pretty fun to talk about. And also, maybe discuss a little bit about... Uh, 
how long we should care about Isla Nublar. I, I just, I don't know. Should we keep caring? Um, but before all that, let's welcome yes. in Aaron Byer. <laughs> how you doing, dude? You, welcome back. Uh, I'm good. Uh, so I saw someone post that like their Mattel creations, Ray Arnold's were shipping uh-huh. and realized that where mine are shipping to, no one's there for like another two weeks. So <laughs> well, I really no. hope they don't ship. Oh no, that's so long. I wasn't expecting I that long. Wow. Okay. Uh hopefully there's a porch. Is there a porch? Any like keeping yeah, it away from the like, rain or you know yeah, but I'm not really worried about <laughs> I'm worried about porch bandits. <laughs> oh those porch bandits. Porch ah. bandits, man. Um Am- yeah. oh no, it's it's not Amazon, but still porch bandits, you know. You know, maybe, maybe, uh, you know, put a little note there for the Amazon guy. Leave a key. Uh, just say, hey, go ahead. Put it inside. No, I'm so far away from where it's being shipped. <laughs> oh, well, uh, I, I wish you luck. Hey, I have two that I don't need coming to my house. So you're welcome to any of those. So um, if, my two, if mine gets stolen, I'm going to buy one. Off of you. But yeah, please, because uh, I don't need these two. I don't know why I got two. Um, is This was one of those things where like, and maybe we can discuss this at some point, but like, or, yeah, or no, right now, totally. we can discuss it now. I don't care. Um, and it's been this confusion amongst like even the Beyond the Gates uh, rollout of everything. Um, and then in the middle of all the Beyond the Gates, there was the San Diego Comic-Con, which that's what that was. And none of us knew like how available it would be. And I remember like hitting it so fast and getting the two and then. I because I I already had one. I was lucky enough to be sent one from Mattel, so that was that was awesome. Thanks, Mattel. Right. Um, but like I I wanted to do it because I I never know like if somebody like you or 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 like Jay Jurassic or if if you guys are ever gonna get the figure because you, we know how difficult some of these things can be. So I always try to get out there and get some stuff for people that might not be able to, um, you know, depending on p- if people are at work or wherever you may be. So uh, I, I got did the it. same thing. Yeah. I just instinctively just two, because again, you don't know, like, you know, there, there's always a group of people that always don't get them. Mm-hmm. And then, or like it's not even offered to them. Right. Like usually it's yeah. like the overseas people. So exactly. Yeah. We got to hook up Tom out there. Yeah, this one ended up being up online for like two days, three days or something. It it, might have been even longer. I don't know. I I was my mind was blown. Like, I remember like six hours went by. I was like, it's still it's still there. Like, like I if if honestly, if I once I get my hands on it, I'm just going to put it on eBay for like what I paid for it. Like, I have no desire. I know you can't get them now, but I have no desire to like make profit off of it. Like. Yeah. No, no. Who cares? No, that's not you know? my deal either. Yeah. I just, yeah, I just, so I'm just, gonna I just get, get it, it out for the good of other people, but you know. Yeah. 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 Um, anyway. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I kind of, I think I started, I don't know if I started it last month or not, but I, I, I wanted to open it up again before we get into all the topics today and just wonder, like, hey, man, what have you been consuming? What have you been up to? What's, what's the deal, man? What, what's good? I, we have done work. So, <laughs> was, was it last time we told you that I was like on my fourth rewatch of Parks and Rec? Like in maybe, a row? maybe, yeah. <laughs> Not fourth over lifetime, just like fourth in a row. Okay, uh, okay. My wife pulled up. Uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia, and we've been we've been going back through that. Which this is only my second time ever uh-huh. seeing these episodes. So like, it's it's not in my mind at all. So like, it, every episode is like a new a new adventure that I yeah. have not been on yet. Um, there's that. 
what else? Nothing really. We saw the Suicide Squad, but maybe I talked about that last time. That's the new one, right? That's the new one. <laughs> okay, because I don't know these names anymore. These all these names are just running out of control. Uh, I so I and did then, see oh, that as know, well. Yeah. Last time we talked, I said I had seen Jungle Cruise. Right? See, I'm not watching. Oh, okay. We're not watching a ton lately. Yeah. Um, a lot of working, like, and not even working like for work, like working to like you know all the cg lighting and stuff like that but i don't know i'm not yeah. even caught up on what if like i know oh, we're going to talk about what okay. if scenarios i'm not even caught up on what if so, i've only seen the first episode oh man okay well I, i'm not going to spoil anything but like that series has turned out to be so much darker than i expected man like i just didn't expect better than the first episode like i did not what was the first I just wasn't one? Uh, oh, I know. you know, so I guess I had heard a lot of people didn't dig that first episode as well. I d- I loved it. I thought it was great, but um, I don't know. I mean, I, I think they've all been pretty good, so I can't really judge if I didn't like if I, if I liked the first one and you didn't. I don't know where where you would stand with the rest. I don't. But. I think it's just the style. Like I can't get into the, I can't get into the style. I think I don't hmm. know. It well, seems... yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if you'll have a hard time or not. There was a zombie episode which was I thought was phenomenal. Uh, yeah. There's there's an issue with these 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 episodes though, they all feel uh, like there there's no conclusion to them. They just kind of end what seems like mid episode, and none of the, none of them link together. There's no link between them as of yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's still something left at least, um, but um, no link. And you know sometimes they get to a point where you're like. <clears throat> All right, now I'm into this. Let's let's get rolling here. This is obviously the middle of the story, and then the credits roll, and you're like, "What if they finished an episode for once?" You know, like that's where I stand. I stand right do now. You, like, do you think it's because concluding the episode? Do you do you think it's because they can't figure out like? Because with the MCU, it's obviously like this ripple effect, right? Everything's a ripple effect out from Iron Man, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, everything's just a ripple effect from Iron Man. And do you think that because like concluding an episode would then have to be like, it would lead into another situation that's different than what officially happened that then like would have to like lead into another situation. And like, they don't want you thinking that far down the line. Like they don't want you really to think about it too much. They want to kind of like, is like a, I don't know. Some of them have like been flowing into other stories and stuff like that as, as they've gone on. And then you see like characters from other things coming back in and you're like, Oh, this is so cool. All these characters coming together. And some of them have been like all the characters, you know, even if it's just like a, you know, whatever, but like, I, I don't know. I have no idea why. Um, and some of them are, are singular stories where you're like, well, you could definitely wrap this up or, or, or like at least leave it in a place where it doesn't feel like, fulfilled like it it, right now a lot of them just feel like we're just like ending it at the best part you know and it's weird um you know you can't even finish the story it's you know because like ultron for instance that movie is like if it it, it's a movie and it finishes its story but when you look at that movie in the grand scheme of things like man they've really referenced so much of that movie in the later saga you know so um i don't know man it's it's weird it's weird but um I do dig it. I, don't I do even, dig it. I think that like the MCU even pivoted at one point where like we weren't even on how much Doctor Who have you watched? 
all of it except for like okay. the early early stuff uh you know from well, the new okay, so the new the ten- on seen the tenant stuff right yeah 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 so i mean spoilers for doctor who from like 15 years ago but like do you remember the episode where like humanity does something that like draws the attention of the of like powerful alien races and the doctor is like you've royally messed up like you were nothing and now all of a sudden like you're gonna have the eyes of the galaxy or the eyes of the universe on you or something Maybe. i don't know i mean they okay. i feel like they all blend together and i will and, yeah they do but like i remember thinking that was a really cool concept uh-huh. and i feel like iron man was that moment uh-huh. it was like i don't think even because I don't think the original plan for Thanos in the beginning was going to be the wiping out 50%. I think it was just, he was just a madman who was going to like take over mm-hmm. planets or whatever. And I remember Maybe, yeah. like thinking like that the Iron Man moment was kind of that moment of like him becoming Iron Man, like rippled things out to the point where like Thanos now had the attention of earth mm-hmm. or whatever. But then it turned into this whole other, this whole other thing. I'd have to do an MCU rewatch and I'm not doing an MCU <laughs> rewatch. It's so difficult now. Like, it's so hard to kind of, like, go back through all of them. I want There's to. There's too many. There's I, too many. I, I, you know, and I, I feel like with these with these What If episodes, I'm like, oh, man, I really want to go back to, like, the, the other, the, the, the most recent one was a Thor-centric one. And, sure. Um, and I'm like, man, I got to rewatch that first Thor. Like, and I'm like, I feel like I haven't seen that. Do like, But do I, you? I mean, I think so. You know, I think so, especially with the Th- the Thor that will be coming, uh, Love and Thunder or whatever, like bringing back Jane Foster and stuff like that. I'm like, all right, I gotta, I gotta like, yeah. you know, I gotta revisit that storyline and like, I- even the second one. I know that's one where you're like, mm, I don't know, do you gotta revisit that? But um, I did like the the first one f- for what it's worth, and um, I yeah. I listened to a podcast that was like basically like an MCU rewatch thing and. You know, they even say they're just like, until you get to Guardians, they're like, the movies now just feel like such a slog because Guardians is the one that like really nailed like Mm -hmm. what, like the goofiness that you could do. Like Joss Whedon was trying with the jokes like Mm -hmm. in, in Avengers, but like the first three movies are just, they're just boilerplate a to z sure superhero films. they're, they're like, all setups argue, and yeah yeah i would argue they're not even that much different than like spider-man 2000 because mm. I, all right so i will say that i know there was x-men and there was uh yeah there was x-men and blade before spider-man but spider-man with toby mcguire was the linchpin of like this entire generation of superhero films right like yeah, yeah. can you and i agree on this like as we're I, having I, I this agree. conversation okay. i agree <laughs> like but like in retrospect like if you look the the three spider-man movies are basically like blatant plot for point for point ripoffs of like the donner superman movies or that era of super yeah. movies um like they're man you watch the the first and second ones back to back and then they're like the same they're the same thing but regardless, the original MCU movies still feel dated like the 2000s Spider-Man feels. It's okay. not until Guardians really where like it just kicks it into high gear and makes uh-huh. it kind of its own thing. I can see that. Everyone starts adapting to what Guardians does, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I just, I just, um, 
I don't know if I mentioned this last time or not, but I don't I don't think so. I just rewatched or, or no, no, I didn't rewatch it because I didn't watch it in the first place. But I I, I quit uh, Agents of Shield, um, mm-hmm. and then I I got back into it. Um, at the beginning or whatever of season six. So I, I stopped, you know, at the beginning of the season six and then I, I jumped back in just recently and then I finished out the series season six and seven. And I was like, wow, this <laughs> was on for seven years. Uh, yeah. I mean, it went, it oh went on for a while. Gosh. And, and uh, I thought that season six and seven, all of a sudden I was like, Whoa, this show's really good. I dig it. But like, I fell off the bandwagon when that show tried to jive with guardians. I was like, just not I'm not digging it. I don't like what what's happening here. It's it feels like it's very much trying to be guardians and trying to like all, all of a sudden there's aliens and space and all this stuff. I'm like this is weird. But then once I kind of fix, figured that out, I was like, all right, I'm I'm in. I like this show again. <laughs> so I think the drama behind the scenes of the the fact that Marvel was two divisions at that point was a yeah. movie division and a television division. The drama of like those people not wanting to work together just kind of ruined it. But I will say this about like even like the Disney Plus stuff. There are movies that are just dragged out for six hours instead of a solid, a solid two. Mm-hmm. Like I enjoyed them week to sure. week. But like, especially like really any of them. Like Loki, I think of that final. Can I spoil Loki at this point? I think so. No, it's this is I not. Mean, you didn't come here to get Loki. Yeah, I like, guess not. I don't know. <laughs> all right. There are episodes in all of the Disney Plus stuff where it's just like, you didn't need this episode, or this episode was just a lot of talking. Like, and don't get me wrong, I like backfill and I like character development and all this stuff. But like, I I think I really felt like Loki could have been one movie like it could have been his own two-hour film i feel like yeah. the only one that like really worked for me is like an actual like long series was wandavision because it just was divided mm-hmm. up like a show right the first like so many yeah. episodes were like their own generation of tv like it made sense and even like uh falcon and winter soldier i was like this is great and it was awesome so but like i would say out of the six episodes there were two that were you could probably cut like two hours out of there somewhere of things that weren't important. And then by the time you cut two hours out, why not just make it one solid meaty two and a half hour film? Like, yeah, it's so, it's so tough. Like some of these shows, you know, talking about agents of shield, man, dude, that show was like 24 episodes and that is hard to digest. That is so hard. And then we dwindle shows down to like 13 episodes and you're like, Okay, this feels great. This is good. But now we're you went down to like ten to eight to six. I'm hearing like <laughs> Obi One might come out and be four episodes, and I'm like, okay, well, this is so short now. All right, now we're getting too short. <laughs> so, um, but I agree. Like some of those, uh, some of them can drag on. But I, I, I liked Loki and like the, the, because it was a different show, man. It was just like about like, it was kind of like Jurassic Park, in Loki universe because in jurassic park there's so many moments where they're just having a conversation and they're just talking to each other and it's intellectual and like loki felt like that personified like and and bigger and longer because like there were so many moments where they were just sitting at a table talking to each other and i was like i kind of dig this and it's different i'm gonna i'm sitting here appreciating it because i know it's you know it's not 
you know, it's not something we're going to get like throughout the rest of the MCU. So. No, it's not. But like, what Jurassic, what how Jurassic handles it is they still manage to give you all those moments mm-hmm. plus action yeah. plus dinosaurs in two hours. <laughs> yeah, Loki. Like, there's legit like an episode of Loki where they're just talking, mm-hmm. and it's not the right episode for them to be just talking. In the that episode was should have been three episodes prior, and whatever we're getting into like <laughs> we're getting into spoiler territory um and you yeah, didn't come here to have the mcu spoiled for you i'm sure so if, if you if you guys are, are want, wanting some some really uh interesting details for loki there's lots of talking and words spoilers there's words so many talkings and words so many and... words um all right but yes uh let's let's move on to our actual topics here for for jurassic um Let's do All right, it. let's let's move on to the first one, and this one uh, we're gonna throw it over to, uh, yeah, we're gonna throw it over to Jurassic Outpost for a second here because they, uh, well, how do I do this? I forget. Um, they came across, uh, or somebody over there, I don't know who, um, came across a trademark, which I'll pop up here. Um, Jurassic World Primal Ops trademark. All right, so this is an official trademark by Universal City Studios LLC. Uh, downloadable interactive multimedia multimedia software for playing games, downloadable software in nature of a mobile application for playing games, and accessing entertainment content for use with computers, portable, handheld, digital, electronic communication devices, mobile devices, wired, wireless communication devices, and video game consoles. Uh, Downloadable computer game software for wireless and electronic mobile devices, phones, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, you get it, okay? Um, Yeah. So typically in trademarks, if you're not like aware, trademarks encompass so much, you know, like if you ever read it, you're like, I don't know what this is for. It could be anything with the wording that they use here. I have no idea. So like, you know, uh, looking at this trademark, you you see Jurassic World Primal Ops and you know that it, it seems like it's for a, a game of some sort, right? But they mention so many things you know they they mention video game consoles they mention uh mostly it seems like they mention mobile applications and games and stuff such like that so um you know it seems like maybe that's where it's leaning towards but you never know i guess so uh you know jurassic outpost um wrote up this article so go check that out i'll make sure to put that link in the show notes but uh you know they're kind of leaning towards the fact that you know it, it might be a uh, a mobile game as well so uh, and, and actually this point here, um, it looks like, uh, EJ here, uh, I've got it in the video. So if you're listening to the podcast, uh, EJ at we, the uninspired over on Twitter, uh, showcased a, um, an image, uh, of a, of a, like a targeted ad. And I see these all the time. I don't know. I don't know if you see these often on like Instagram and stuff like that, but like you'll come across a post on Instagram where you click on it. It looks like it would be a legit jurassic game but it's actually not a game it's like hey would you want this to be a game you know like that it's it's more so like um seeing what people are into what people are going to click on um you know to kind of get some some idea what people are, are open to so sure i've seen that a lot over on instagram um and it looks like EJ has as well so and they included it in the article over there so what are your thoughts uh Jurassic World Primal Ops. What, what are you thinking? Well, I've never seen a. I've never seen a. Was this a, you said a copyright or a release or something? Uh, yeah, this, this is a tra- just a trademark. Yeah, a trademark. I've never seen a video game trademark. 
Okay. What's interesting is that they're like they're labeling everything that this thing could possibly come to. But let's say it's a phone app, all right? Mm-hmm. Um. So I'm I'm looking here. Now, if it's if it's if it comes to Android, Windows 11 is supposedly going to be able to run Android apps, which means you'll be able to play phone apps on your PC, right? So now it's coming to so if it comes to Android, that means it's coming to PC, right? But if you can play them on Windows 11, why wouldn't they patch this into where you can play it on Xbox Series consoles, right? Like because that's Windows as well; it's a shell of Windows. So then, if if series consoles can basically be Windows 11, which basically can play Android apps, you could they, they can somehow somehow backdoor this Android game into your console. Which don't get me wrong, I'm actually really stoked that like Windows 11 is going to be able to play Android games because I play I play one mobile game. I play. Uh, uh, Final Fantasy Brave Exvius or something, and the reason I don't play it very much is because it's on, it's on this, and I don't, I don't like, I don't like playing games like this. This is weird to me. Ooh, what's that? Okay, what's good games? Anyway, um, I don't like playing games like vertically like this. I like playing them like this. And even better, Brad, that's how old I am. I like playing them with buttons. Now, yeah, there you go. So I was on. I you. don't know. I, was, I, I, I was know on... that I'm very, very old. But see, this kid, this uh-huh. is what we call a deep head. Oh. And it's <laughs> and there's joysticks on this incredible, incredible PlayStation Vita handheld device. Uh, but yeah, I would. I mean that's fine. I'm 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 game for another yeah. on the go kind of game. Um, I was I was on mute while while you were talking. I was I I thought I was saying it out loud, but I wasn't. But um, you, you got to invest, I guess, in a backbone. It's like one of those like little controllers you can like attach, I guess, to your phone. So yeah, but it's not um, the same. It's not the same. Yeah. You know, I I play um my Switch a lot in my hands. Like beautiful I beautiful unibody design. One <laughs> one piece of plastic yeah. surrounding I, that I, I mean i guess Dual that's nice sticks. i i mean yeah yeah i don't know i mean the backbone is like a, a legit controller like it, it's it's literally like putting a xbox in your hand and you can actually play all the xbox stuff with the backbone and it's it's pretty it's pretty legit so i've always i've considered getting it for a while but um haven't yet i because i do have um what do you call it um apple whatever they're gaming thing is which yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I do have that i don't really use it a ton i i just waste money on it for the most part my son plays some of the stuff on there um and uh but you know I, I i do find some of it pretty enjoyable but some of those bigger games like you're talking about i'm like i don't want to play like final fantasy or something like that on my phone you know i, I i'm just not into that but, here's but the um thing. they just did like the the pixel perfect collection or whatever which is one through six so okay. these are not big games, right? These are the old school turn-based, you know. There's really no reason why you shouldn't just be able to touch all that stuff. I'm just an old bag of dirt, and I want <laughs> the stupid select buttons. I like this idea of this backbone, but, like, even, like, I'm looking at this, right? And it's uh-huh. not 
it's just not as elegant as like, <laughs> like I would even argue that this the switch light is more elegant than uh than the than actual like switch. The actual switch. Yeah, like, it's not, it's not the most functional. Like it, it's a little awkward, but like I do tend to use it mostly in my hands. Um, as opposed oh, to see, on the I, TV. I do not. I play my Switch on the TV for the most part, which is the only thing hindering me from getting a Switch Lite because on the go, I would much rather have the unibody design as opposed to the controllers that like can like they come out like they're not mm-hmm. they're not locked in there super well. Mm-hmm. I'm trying I'm sorry. I'm trying to reorganize you so I'm not staring <laughs> this way for the whole entire podcast. I have to look at you. Like this is the uh yeah, I had to readjust my 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 window so I was staring more straight than cuz before I was like looking over here it felt like. We just have a podcast where we're just talking like this. For, <laughs> so, man. Um but anyway, uh you know, Primal Ops, it, I, well, let's let's talk about Jurassic mobile gaming for a second uh there's been you know there's been a few iterations of things over the years um i still have uh jurassic world alive installed on my phone i only recently uh re-added it um because my son's really into pokemon go and i was like you know what maybe i'll 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 throw a little jurassic in there but that's the only one that's left right um i i you know i don't i don't know I don't know. Maybe the Jurassic uh, World Park Builder is still up, but Jurassic Park maybe, is gone. Maybe, yeah, I think that one's gone. Um, that and one was around for a while. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I guess the Jurassic World, the game, isn't that what it was called, right? Um, yeah. I'll be honest. Uh, I'll have to look this up. Let's see. Jurassic World. The problem is, though, if game. you ever bought it, it's going to show up as available. I guess, yeah, but there's like no... You know, they got... Th- they got a uh, post as of 14 hours ago. So I guess they're still going strong. Um, okay. So I I faded off of that one for a, a long time ago. Like, uh, you know, I liked the Jurassic Park one, the Jurassic World one I kept for a little, little while. Um, but um, I think the Jurassic World one, I, I, I'm, <clears throat> I think it was that one. I found that, like, every time I opened it, it, like, took so long to open for me. So I ended up, like, getting rid of it. Um, so I have the, I have a live, I still think that's a fun game, you know, every now and then it's not something I play often. I I know people have continued to play it pretty often. Um, but outside of that, like, I I know also there, there is a, uh, which is a reason why I downloaded, oh, it's called Apple Arcade. Um, there is a Brawls app and it's like a Lego Brawls game where like you can, you can go to like a, a Jurassic place and, and use Owen and Claire and all these different things and like battle you know other legos or whatever so so that's the thing as well that i have played but um yeah i don't know uh these these jurassic world uh mobile apps are not really too uh, inspired for me they're not something that i'm like i need to go do i need to play them um i'll play them for a little bit and then i'll be done um let me let me actually uh ask you this um so just recently um uh, I'm blanking on the name of it uh, at the moment, but let me uh, go to the website. It's called dinosaurchallenge.com. So if you go to dinosaurchallenge.com, oh, it's Del Monte. Del Monte. I don't know how to say it, but it's the it's the bananas that you buy in the store. They have a bunch of produce and stuff like that. Um, they they have like new a new program going on with Camp Cretaceous where you can like 
buy the produce. You can scan some stuff. You can do some AR in in the store. Um, but they also have a game where you can you can log in and you can play. Uh, you know, a dinosaur game. Like a, it's a running game. So you basically have. Uh, like I think there was like two ca- uh, characters from Camp Cretaceous. I was able to use Brooklyn and Darius, and uh, basically you just run right and you jump. You try to get fruit and produce, and uh, you're getting chased. <laughs> <laughs> the first level, no. the, <laughs> the first level, I was getting chased by Darius. Um, I'm I'm not Darius. Oh my god! The first level, I was Darius getting chased by Blue, and then the second level, I was. Uh, Darius again just getting chased by uh, Carnotaurus. Carnotaurus literally just sounded like blue. Uh, there was no difference. Um, but it is it is not a very functional game. Uh, you could play it on your phone. You can go to that website. Banana Company. Do you think uh, this would be a great game? No, this I did. I did. Like, this reminds me of like the Seven Up game when we were kids. Do you remember the Seven Up Nintendo yeah. game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. M and M's games like. Oh, that's funny, dude. I'm glad yeah. that you took the hit for all of us. I know, I know. Thanks for um, doing that. I, you know, I, uh, oh man, that my, now this music is playing from the game. Let me see, because I, I, I don't know if I can add the video. I don't know if I can add the video to uh, here. I don't know why I stopped sharing that screen, but let me see if I can add the video, because I was, I was playing it and I was screen recording and then I was like having the worst time <laughs> trying to get through some of these levels and uh, I did screen record it but I don't I don't know where it is it's somewhere around Man, here. You got me while you're doing this. It's on my desk. I, I think I want this backbone face. <laughs> just because I'm a weird like I'm weirdly curious about new tech. Oh, I look it looks like the game Oh, all right. So it is. It is playing. The video is playing here. So um, if you're if you're listening to the podcast, sorry, but I have a video of me playing the game here, and and you can see me going through. There's like medals that you have to get. So you, when you're also getting the fruit and stuff and the vegetables, whatever, um, you oh, can also vertical. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why? And uh, I don't know. Um, and some of the, the the buttons, like it's just literally an up and down button. And you just jump on different platforms, different levels and stuff like that. And you can slide under under things like you usually can in those running games. But you also have to get these medallions or, or medals or whatever. They're just the Jurassic logo. Um, but I just had the hardest time like trying to jump. There was one level that um, I get to the end. I'm like basically at the end of the level. And literally there's just a blank. There's There's, there's an open wall where you should be able to run. But it wouldn't let me go through. It would not let me go through. Um, the game trips you up a lot on on these like walls that you're supposed to slide under. I'll slide under them, and I'll somehow I'll still end up hitting them. Uh, there's a lot of like uh, bodies of water that you have to jump over and grab on the vines and stuff. And some of them are just like impossible to do from like a certain angle, and you just end up falling in the water. Um, so I was having like an extremely frustrating time. Uh, playing this game, but I don't know. Um, I know it's not supposed to be like, you know, the end all be all for like a mobile game or anything like that, but it, you know, it was serviceable for what it is out there. I just fell in the water. Um, (laughs) but, uh, I don't know. It was, it was all right, but I just wish that it wasn't like such a struggle to get through this game. I wish there was like a little bit more fun to it. So that way I could, uh, you know, not die every two seconds, but 
You see this video going. What are your thoughts on this? I know you kind of were like, oh my God, it's vertical. <laughs> but I'm just like, uh, why? He's like, kids, did you know that the iPhone, Brad, do you remember when the iPhone was announced and he like was like, hey, here's like the phone. And he went, and like the entire screen like flipped horizontally. We were like, yeah. oh my mind, you could have your phone vertical and horizontal. Mm hmm. Why is this game designed for vertical? What is it? What are, what are we teaching our children? I, I I was on a computer when I played this too, so it's like, what is oh, happening? No. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. Um, but you know, I I get it. It's not supposed to be like a you know, it's not an app. It's not like a, a hugely functional game or anything. But it, you know, I was just like, ah, couldn't it just been like a little bit more functional than it is? Like, because the buttons weren't working, and it, overall, it just made it frustrating. And and yeah. actually, uh, Delmont so is is giving away a trip to uh, Universal Orlando, and the only way you can get it, or, or like at least be entered, is by completing the game. So uh, you got to complete. It looks like three levels of like three levels i guess um sure. so so yeah so um you know i've been well, struggling like i've been struggling my right? way through that's it's like all, it's, he got yeah he got his trip to jurassic world by completing the game oh yeah oh my god yeah right that's, i didn't even think about that that's so funny <laughs> yeah I'm gonna try. I'm gonna be the only person who can beat a video game. I swear I can do it. Um, but yeah. Uh, anyway, I don't think Primal Ops will be like this. But uh, what do you think about? Uh, I, I, let's get back to Primal Ops here for a second. So, what is that? What does that name evoke in you? What do you think about when you hear Jurassic World Primal Ops? Well, the problem is I've seen the the photo whether it's fake or not well the, seen... the photo was basically like you know like it's a it's a what if scenario it's like would you play this kind of game but it doesn't necessarily pertain to primal ops it may i mean it may it? but you know we don't know for sure here's the thing i would love for it to be a, a turn-based rpg mm -hmm. but i know that that's never going to happen because kids don't play turn-based rpgs you get what i'm saying like sure you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm really excited for Triangle Strategy to come out on Switch in March. I don't know too many little kids that are excited for Triangle Strategy, you know? Uh -huh. um, so I don't know. Like, what do you, like, what do you think? What are you thinking? I, I, you know, I think it's exactly what, you know, basically it's just one of these like little battle games, you know, and um, I'm just not into that kind of thing overall. Um yeah, that, you know, I, I might play that for a few minutes and then be like, all right, I get it. You know, well, That's what's about really it. frustrating about that is that the Jurassic Park builder and Jurassic World have the battle like mechanic in them. So, like, why not just make a completely different game? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I don't know if you could have if you could have because I'll tell you what I'm going to tell you what a game I would love and it'll never happen. But if you could have any kind of Jurassic Park game that's not like a park builder, what would you like to have? I don't know, man. I I, I don't know. I mean, I guess just, you know, like a standard, you know, it's, it's the answer that everybody gives, like a survival game. You know, what else would it be? Um, sure. You know, I, I guess like in a way, like, uh, you know, Jurassic Park, the game like was like that, right? It's not, 
it's not like a, a shoot 'em up dinosaur game or anything like that. It's just like, hey, let's get to point, from point A to to the end, to point B, um, and that's it. So I, I'm kind of into that I, that idea. I like that style of game. I don't, you know, I've said it before. I don't, I don't need to. I don't want to shoot a bunch of dinosaurs. I know there's that arcade game, you know, Jurassic Park arcade or whatever it's called. Um, literally <laughs> obliterate dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah. And, but it's like I know, uh, you know, we had a conversation with them literally. Uh, so many years ago now, uh, the, uh, uh, I'm blanking on the name of the the company. Uh, Raw Thrills, uh, yeah, Raw Thrills, and um, you know they, they they their intention was to not be blowing dinosaurs away, but uh, you know, and that's why in the game there's like you know ice guns and like weird ray gun things and stuff like that that you can pick up and power ups and stuff like that. Um, but that that's what it is meant to be. It's you know you go to an arcade and you just expect to be like just like you know just literally never letting go of the trigger. Um yeah. So that's what you expect there. I don't I don't really that's not the kind of game I want to buy or anything like that. And usually an app like this is just a free download or whatever, but um but yeah, I don't know. Um it, you know, if I want a, a console game, I just want like a a nice dark game that I can just kind of go like a I don't know, Last of Us or something like that, where it's like scary, but whatever, you know. So I agree. I do want one of those games, like like the photo, you know, photo real rendering, yeah. like survival. I do want that. I think that there's definitely a market for that, and I there's a game coming out that's very similar to that. That's not Jurassic licensed, and I honestly can't believe that Universal has not reached out to them to be like, hey, let's license this. You will sell a lot more. We'll make money because that's what happened with Friday the Thirteenth. They were making a, they were making a video game inspired by Friday the Thirteenth. So like, everything was very like you could like they said they're like you're looking at it and you go okay you can tell that it's, you know it's supposed to be Friday the Thirteenth. We got the lake and we've got the campsite and we've got the the (laughs) monster and all this stuff. They're like and we made just enough changes to like not get copyright like problems but somehow through they they got a bunch of traction and the people who owned the the franchise reached out to them and were like hey let's let's like like do would you want to make a friday the 13th would you want this to be yeah a licensed ip game and they're like oh my gosh yes absolutely and they were given a big influx of money from whatever parent company owns is that that's jason or is that that's jason right yeah um no, no, and, wait, wait, you're saying Friday the 13th, right? That's, wait. Is that Mike Myers? Now I'm blanking. I don't, yeah, no, I don't Friday know. the 13th is is uh, uh, Freddy. Right? No, who's the guy in the hot No, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Nightmare on Elm Street. The Nightmare franchise is Freddy. I'm, yeah, Jason is the other one. Oh my God, I'm blank. I can't believe I just. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't watch horror movies. I'm ashamed of you, though. I know you do. I did. I just uh, literally Jason, was watching uh, um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre the other day. So, oh, oh why? Why would you? The do original that? one. <laughs> oh, um, but anyway, so they reached out to them and they were like, so they added like a bunch of time onto their dev cycle to basically remodel a ton of stuff. But the current Friday the Thirteenth game that's out on consoles, like that's how you have that game. Um, mm-hmm. What I would like, and this is n- never going to happen. Um, Lego kind of showed me how much fun a very bizarre take on Jurassic can be. Yeah. And what I want now is I want a, I, I, 
I'm going to pitch this. So uh, September 26, 2021, 1031 is my pitch. I want money <laughs> if this ever gets made. Uh, it's called JPRPG. Okay. And it doesn't matter what movie franchise you want to pick. You just have a party of like four. And like after having played like Lego and like Final Fantasy VII, the original, and Octopath Traveler, I very much just want like a crazy Japanese style Jurassic game where it's humans and that you are fighting the dinosaurs, but you're fighting mm -hmm. them to like capture them and like save them. So like, you know, with all your hit points and your MP points and uh, your, all that's like, I want all that. I want like Ellie to like control like plants and I want like <laughs> Alan to like have his like sickle claw that he like punches with like. I kind of want to okay. like meld. I want to meld old school JRPGs with the Lego game and like have a beautiful digital baby. Uh, <laughs> you know, you say that game. like Ellie can play with, you know, fight with plants and stuff like that. I I'm thinking of like the old like uh, Simpsons game, you know, at the arcade where you're like, you know, Marge has like a, 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 a vacuum cleaner or whatever like that. And like, you know, they yeah. just had like the most random things that they were known for, I guess. I don't know. Is she known for vacuuming? No, I don't think so. But I mean, there's a really cool mechanic in Octopath where uh, Hanit has um, she can capture the beasts. So like she captures them and then saves them for later use to fight against like the next wave or you know hmm. whatever. Um, it's kind of cool. And again, it's another kind of game where you don't have to have guns against these animals because yeah. I think once and this is why this is why Dominion or post anything post fallen kingdom doesn't really work for me because once you introduce guns it's game over i know yeah like, sorry I, i'm I like know. looking at my my video playing and i'm like this game is so frustrating sorry <laughs> i know that like i know that michael crichton kind of slipped in a way that these animals were like bulletproof or whatever um but that's not real and I get that Jurassic Park isn't real, but it's kind of supposed to feel real. And I'm mm. sorry, like, just like Owen says in Jurassic World, you have this freaking art, this arsenal. Strap it to a helicopter and <laughs> blow this thing out of the water. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And I, yeah. I feel like anything, anything now in our world, I, I just still can't believe that the world is going to change based off of the. 30 dinosaurs that were captured off I mean, of Nublar. Like, I think there's supposed to be more than that, but, you know, whatever. I don't know. Um, but, yeah. I, can't, so. I don't know. But, I, you know, um, I was doing a stream the other day, and this is a tangent. Uh, I was doing a live stream the other day, and somebody had um, – I, 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 shout out to whoever that was. I, I forget at the moment. But there was, like, a, a magnet. I don't think I own this magnet. Or a pin or whatever it is? No, I don't think so. Um, but whatever it is, like on the um, the pin, it actually has like um, like a, a coordinate on there. That it, this is from like Universal Orlando or something like that, and it has a coordinate mm -hmm. on there. And it has like a, it's like blue is on here, and it's got coordinates in the background. And the coordinate is like uh, somewhere in California. I don't remember what it was. Go watch the stream. We we narrowed it down. Uh, I took a guess as far as like where Lockwood Estate would have been, and then like at the end of Fallen Kingdom, we see like where 
you know, uh, E.T. was, you know, like that, that place like where E.T. was filmed and like that's where Blue yeah. was kind of looking over that valley area. So I'm like, all right, I know where that that's located. So let me pinpoint that on a map. And then like this this national park area or whatever where the 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 coordinates went to, the GPS coordinates. So it was like we were mapping out where Blue would have been. And when I actually like was looking at a map and looking at California and just like looking at where – blue could be hiding i was like oh my god this is so dense like there's just so much nothing out out here where like dinosaurs could literally just go and disappear you know like and i was like okay that made that like satisfied me a little bit i'm like all right that's cool like dinosaurs definitely could just just be gone you know like they're just out there somewhere and we just don't know where they are because it's it's so such un, untouched land um mm-hmm. so it made me feel good about you know better about the setup of of dominion and stuff like that if you think about dinosaurs just going out there and just like you know procreating and stuff like that it's just out in the the wilderness like you know it could happen i guess and and you know you could spawn a a bunch of of dinosaurs out there so i did feel better about that but i don't know what that has to do with this but (laughs) it has to do with the fact that anything post fallen kingdom once you introduce guns into the scenario, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can over. just blow them away. Yeah, but if you can't find them in the wilderness, uh, I guess there's points to the dinosaurs for that. But sure. uh, but but anyway, sure. um, but yeah, I just think that like that's not a very th- fun premise for me. So primal ops, like I know this this uh, game that we have here, uh, you know, this like test kind of game thing, a mock up, um, basically has like these like hunter looking guys, just like with like guns shooting at dinosaurs i guess and like um there's a gallery here i guess i can i can look through this gallery let me add this to the stream again um but uh save dinosaurs in need uh and it's just a bunch of like mercenary looking dudes that are like tasing dinosaurs and cra- literally looks like the lost world um yeah you got this oh, rolling, oh, oh. rolling tempo looking art. guy yeah, uh, but uh, see, I love that <laughs> William Bill that Riley, like a Dino Wrangler. Like I, I like that art. Like, I like this this vibe. Like I wish Mattel would do stuff like this. Um, and, and the game looks cool. Like the, whatever this mock up is, you know, this is not Primal Ops, but whatever this mock up is looks cool. Like electrified fences, whatever this this graphic is underneath this this T-Rex here. Um but this looks like Jurassic World Alive, like literally just straight from that game. I think this yeah, this whole mock-up is just gathering things from different Jurassic apps. Yeah. And shoving them into one. Like that's what yeah, this is. Exactly. Um but you know it basically testing the water, seeing what people like. So so Jurassic uh Jurassic World Primal Ops Again, who knows what this is for real, but, um, you know, the, the trademark seems to su- suggest that something could be in the way. Um, but, you know, if it, if it ended up being a console game, that, that could be promising, but uh, I don't have a lot of hope for that right now. But um, sure, maybe, maybe, with, uh, maybe with the fact that uh, Jurassic World Evolution is missing the mark uh, in terms of release. You know, because of no- yeah. November 2020, 21 is not a good release for dominion you know um even even like i mean a dlc sure could come out around that time um but But we've talked about this this was definitely supposed to be the tie-in game oh for sure yeah yeah for dominion like a hundred percent so exactly so so maybe if there was a console game maybe they're rushing something out or had something on the back burner that they're like hey let's push something out that could be a tie-in 
that stuff never ends up being good. You know how many movie no. tie-in games are just atrocious. You know, like there, there's, there's a lot of movie tie-in games. There's a, for almost every movie, it feels like um, some are uh, okay, and uh, uh, most are terrible. So, <laughs> you know, take your pick. Uh, I remember I played a Spider-Man game. Um, I don't remember what what it was on. Uh, maybe like I played it on like GameCube or something. There's uh, so many Spider-Man I, games. I know, I know. I'm just saying, I played one so many years ago. I still have not played the new ones. Uh, apologies to everybody. Uh, but uh, whoa, whoa, I love that whoa, old whoa. game. You haven't played? No, I have not played. I have not. I have not played either of them. I don't. I, I don't own them. Perhaps. Uh, so yeah. You have not played Insomniac's <laughs> Spider-Man. I have not. I have not. I, I don't know when I have time to play these games. Um, the last like you, full game I played through was The Last of Us 2, and that was literally over a year ago now. Um, uh, I, I don't know if that's true, but um, you know, it's a statement I just made. Uh, but uh, I'm actually in the middle of playing a very fun game at the moment. It's called uh, Skatebird, and it's literally birds on skateboards. And I like <laughs> I love it. It's a great game. Speaking of dinosaurs, I guess. You got to get Spider-Man <laughs> Insomniac Spider-Man. And here's why, though. Here's why. Yeah, let me hear. You like the GameCube one. So the one that's famous from that era is Spider-Man 2. That's mm -hmm. the one that basically came out with the swing mechanics that we know today. Yeah, um, yeah that's Insomni why it was so great. It was, it was awesome. Insomniac's Spider-Man is a love letter to that game. Mm -hmm. Like through and through yeah and when I, why why i think you should get it because one i think you yourself will enjoy the gameplay mechanics of it you will enjoy it just because it will remind you of of that game right but like yeah. done really really well but your your kid will also once you're in that open world area your kid's gonna love swinging around and just mm -hmm. button mashing and punching Look. in the feel like you don't have to talk me into this. I, I I need to play this game. I've been wanting to play this game. I just haven't played the game. So I, oh, I will get so, there. I will get there. I will so get there. Good. And I know there's a third one now that's, you know, going to be coming in the future. But, like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'll get there. I'll get there sometime. Uh, you know, uh, I, I played I played the Avengers for a few, the for yeah. the uh, beta or whatever yeah. that was released. Yeah. And, uh, I, yeah. I was I I enjoyed it. It was a little repetitive. And then uh, you know, when I was playing during a beta or whatever it was, or that yeah, I think that's what it was. Um, I got to the point where like all of a sudden the game opened up to like an online experience, and I was like, I I'm out. I don't I don't like this anymore. Like I was confused. I don't yeah, know what's the best happening. Parts, so I've played the entire campaign. The best parts okay. of Avenger are this is the single player play with a friend uh campaign stuff. Once it gets into like the online aspect of it like where it kind of becomes destiny mm -hmm. i was also out because uh one of my favorite podcasts they like to reference seinfeld but it's like we already have a george you know like <laughs> i've got destiny i don't i don't sure. need another game to to be like destiny it was why i couldn't get into anthem right well one mm -hmm. it also was a terrible game it ran <laughs> really bad but again i already have a destiny i already have I play Destiny and I play Fortnite. These are my two games that are like my my big comeback every day and just do my little mission games. Yeah. And then, you know, I like to have like a nice like single player uh, story that, that I'm kind of bouncing. Yeah. I, I still got to um, get back to Horizon Zero Dawn. So I, I was in the middle of that and then I, I stopped playing. So. 
<laughs> I, I'm at the point where like I've been away for it, from it for like over a month now, and I feel like I've I've I lost the touch. Like I don't know how to play it anymore. You know, you step away for like a little bit too long, and you're like, I forget. You'll get back. Into, you'll, forget. Get, you'll get. Into it. Yeah, you'll I'll get, get back into it. But anyway. Back to Jurassic, because we've literally, I feel like we have not talked any Jurassic tonight so far. You asked me, I said, hey, let's do an episode where we don't talk about Jurassic. And you were like, That's oh, fine. No, no, no. That's fine. We threw a bunch of random topics in this one. But uh, anyway, Primal Ops, I don't know what it is. doesn't matter. It'll, it, you know, it'll either be fun or it won't. And it, that's it. That's that's the uh, that's the the tagline. I think. Um, any last <laughs> thoughts? Fun or it won't. No, <laughs> and, not really. <laughs> I, have no right. fi- I have no thoughts on this. All right, all right. That's that's fine. That's fine. Uh, let's move on to our our next topic. I want to talk about the Amber Collection's legacy, I guess, a little bit, and and kind of discuss, you know what it is, what it's been, what it's become. And I think, I, you know, I know I'm going to handle a lot of it, I guess, because you have not gotten into collecting the Amber Collection. Um, no. And I want to talk about that, too. Um, so the Amber Collection, for me, let me just, I'll lay out my feelings on it. Um, I, I I really dig it. I know I know it's like, it. it's becoming a line where people are criticizing it a lot more, rightfully so. Um, but I, I, I like it. I really do dig it. Um, I'm looking around. Where did I put it? Um, so the other day I just got the, uh, the, the baby T-Rex, right? Um, <laughs> and you know, I, I, yeah, it, it's an interesting one. It's, it's not, it's not the perfect take, right? But I dig it. I still dig this thing. I like it a lot. I know the color is crazy. Um, uh, it's not, it's not Yoshi. accurate. <laughs> I know. So I, the way I like to think of it is, hey, if you wanted that confirmation that the 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 Rex from JP3 is the 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 baby Rex in the Lost World, here it is. Here's your confirmation. <laughs> yeah, there, yeah, you know, <laughs> but like yeah. uh, outside of that, no, I don't I don't believe that. Um, but um, sorry, my watch is about to go off. Um, but I dig this thing despite the flaws, despite the uh, the color and everything, and and that's that's like the take that I have with a lot of this line. I like the line. I love the line despite the flaws. Um, and uh, I don't know how good that is of a scenario to, to you know, for a line, for a toy line. But, um, you know, I don't know if there's enough of me out there to keep this thing going. You know, like, I, I like it. I'm going to buy most of them. I think the only one that I have not gotten yet is... Uh, is the second Ian Malcolm that we got for some reason. We got a second Ian Malcolm that had like maybe a little bit more of an open shirt or something. Sure. And he came with like a walkie-talkie, I think, instead of something else, um, instead of the flare maybe. I don't know. I, maybe he came also yeah. with the flare. I don't know. But uh, I was like, I didn't like that Ian Malcolm enough the first time. I, I barely wanted that one. Uh, so why would I get a second one? Uh, we know that the likeness on the humans uh, is – you know, nothing to write home about at all. No, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's not good. Uh, for the most part, it's, well, for, for every part, for the most part, I guess. Uh, you know, uh, Nedry's okay. He's, he's, he looks good. I think he's fine. Um, Hammond, I, I, I dig Hammond. I think that looks pretty awesome. Uh, Ellie's like, eh, close, you know, almost. Um, Ian, like I said, not into that really. Uh, uh, what, what else do we have? Owen, Owen, I think looks good, um, and uh, Ray Arnold looks f- okay. Doesn't look anything really like Samuel L. Jackson or Ray Arnold, 
but it's fine. You know, it's it's okay. Um, sure. That's the problem is when you stack it up against a Marvel figure uh, from I think Hasbro. Um, those look exactly like Samuel L. Jackson, and they're literally in this same, if not lower, price range. You look at the yeah. the, the Star Wars figures from Mace Window. Mace Windu. Uh, window kind of almost works because he f- flew out of a window, you know, and died. Um, but uh, Mace Windu looks like Mace Window, and it looks like Samuel L. Jackson. So I don't know what's going on here, why these characters can't look like them. Uh, and it, it, this 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 conversation, I think, was a lot, like, sparked from... Uh, I know Victoria from Victoria's Cantina just got the um, Alan Grant in the mail, and she did a review on it. So go check out her review. Um, and uh, you know, I think it's something that's not good. You know, I uh, I don't know if you've taken a deep look into Alan, no, but uh, it's, no, I only have one, and I only have one of these figures. It's not good. It is uh, horrible. That's and that's the best one they have. That's the best one. That's the one with the promo images. Ah, yeah. Uh, it's just not a great looking figure. He looks like he like he, he you know he he. I, I don't, there's no soft way to put this. He looks like he like died and has been embalmed, and like that's the face <laughs> that he was stuck with. You know, like that is just. <laughs> It's bad. Uh, the The face on the ground in this picture, which is like the the, the secondary head that you can attach on, looks better. Yeah, uh, I think in Victoria, put that one on for this. Yeah, image. but the yeah. problem is it, it, which is not showcasing it here. Uh, in Victoria's video, there's giant holes in the side of his head for the sunglasses. So you literally cannot have that head without the sunglasses on, or else it looks horrible because there's big holes in the side of his head. Um, so I don't know. I mean, it's like, uh, you know, it's just not a good looking figure and it's, it's a bummer. This one, uh, you know, I really want Alan Grant. I really want him in my collection and I will have him. He will be there, but like, I just bummed, you know, I'm bummed about that one for sure. Um, so talk me through where you sit with the Amber collection. Bring me back to like, Hey, the Amber collection is announced. It's coming out. You know, you can pre-order the Raptor and, and, uh, Owen and, uh, you know, Ian and stuff I, like that. Like, where were you standing at that point? I was pretty open. I was not going to be getting into it. I, yeah. Like, if I recall correctly, I was pretty, I was like, these things have to be really special, which they weren't. Um, I was pretty yeah. open. I was not into it because I, I collected, I mean, look, at the end of the day, if I ever get back into... If I ever have the ability to take out my my toys at the end of the day the mattel dinosaurs are supplemental to the kenner things mm-hmm. so like if it was ever like if i'm in my 40s and it's like hey let's play with toys um the mattel or the, the kenner humans are the humans and the mattel dinosaurs just fit into every you know all the kenner stuff um I think if they were to lean a little heavier into humans and vehicles, I think that I think that you could like uh, I, I think you could persuade me to be like, okay, let's let's go deeper into like their collection. Mm-hmm. But they didn't. Um, so for me, it's like I like things that are to scale. I want my humans to have big dinosaurs and little dinosaurs and dinosaurs that are their size and like yeah. Like the, the the standard line 
gets close to that in the Kenner uh, theme, like the Kenner love, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas the Amber Collection, it was. It was just this one-off thing. And what I want you to do, because here's what we need. I want you to get on. I want you to go to Sideshow. And I want you to pull this. Can you pull up a website on the video here? Yeah, yeah, I'm I can. You can. All right. Yeah. So I want you to go to Sideshow, uh, Sideshow's website. Mm-hmm. And I want you to look up Final Fantasy on there. Okay. And there, Square Enix has their own toy brand called Play Arts Kai. Now, they're expensive. So, like, Cloud Strife is, like, 155 U.S., but he looks so incredibly good. And he's crazy detailed. Now the thing is, these are overpriced. There's no way there's there's no way that that really should justify $155. So like, I feel like if you could just come down in price by like half at like, uh-huh. you know, at 75 or whatever, I would actually be more inclined to buy this this. If the quality could get this good in the Jurassic line, I would be more inclined to spend seventy five on, on Alan Grant as opposed to the thirty on this Grant that like does not look good. Also, keep in mind that with a toy like like the Amber Collection, in Canada, double the price. These things are easily fifty to sixty dollars for these Amber Collection figures because of the way Yikes, the yeah tax crap here. Yeah, yeah. So like, I just knew I was never going to do it. Like a little Owen figure is like twelve bucks here. The little ones. So, yikes! I just, I just knew it. Like, if the dinosaurs were super special, like I got, I did get the tiger stripe raptor. Um, but like that's what that's kind of where I drew the line with the amber collection. Um, even this, yeah, like, the iron, the iron studio stuff. I don't think the iron studio stuff looks amazing. Now, you want to talk about a an expensive collectible? I think Prime One is really where it's at. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. But those are crazy expensive. Though you're talking $800 for for something. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's rough. I mean, yeah. I I know there's like the whole, you know, let's swap out uh let's not collect one thing and then I'll just put it all in into the pot for this, you know, or something like that. Yeah. Um I don't know. I I mean, to me, yes, I know like if you look behind me, there I you know, I'm just throwing money at at Mattel for like everything whatever it is oh i don't i don't um, want to give the impression that i'm like saving my money because for anybody <laughs> who saw my office about two months sure ago, yeah yeah you know i'm not but um <laughs> yeah yeah but like that's the thing like i i don't know i i feel like it's more digestible and it's like feels better to me to be like oh let me just pick up like you know a few of these and, and then be done with it but then like in, in the next time i go like in another week or two i'll be like hey, let me just get a few of these and then i'm good uh, that, that feels more easily, easily digestible than like, Hey, let me, you know, pre-order this $270 figure where I'm like, Oh God, I don't know. I, like, no, okay, I know. Like, I know there's like the flex pay and stuff like that, where you, you look, put down no, just no, a I'm little not, bit not, not and it's like, that, like, it's super easy. Play arts, if you look at the play arts, high quality, would you not spend $60 on, <clears throat> would you, would you not rather spend 60 bucks on something that looks really, really good as opposed to these these thirty dollar, yeah. I mean, they, I, they don't look great. They like the Amber Collection does not look great. I know that's that's the thing. I I, I I've committed to a scale, um, you know, across multiple 
brands too, you know, like, um, the black series i'm 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 into the black oh. series so i love that scale i think it's i think it's great and they've gotten better and better and better same thing with uh what do you call it um plasma series for ghostbusters <clears throat> i uh i got the originals uh the original four ghostbusters dana gozer um and actually i saw the newer ones in the store the other day and i actually i put them in my cart and then i was thinking about that price tag and i was like mm. <coughs> Excuse me. Get it out, Sorry. buddy. Uh, yeah, under under the weather. But um, I, I, I put them in my carpet. But I was like, eh, I don't know, 20, 20 bucks for three of these guys. I'm like, I don't know. Do I want to spend 60 bucks on this? I hesitated, and I'm like, I put them back. I'm like, I know I'm going to regret this. Uh, I walked down to the Halloween section, and I found a big blow-up Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man, and I got that instead. It was also $60. So I'm like, I feel better. I feel better about this. Um <clears throat> So I got that. It's, it's all a waste of money. It, it's all a waste. I know. It's all terrible. But uh, uh, and then I was like, I know I'm going to regret putting those back on the shelf. I, I saw them the next time that I went to Target. I was like, mm, well, they're still here. I got to get them this time. I put them on my cart. And then I was like, I don't know. I don't, I don't have an attachment to this because it's like the it's the new versions, the new movie versions. I'm like, I, I haven't seen the movie yet. I don't know that I care enough yet. I mean, I love Ghostbusters and I love the the other two. Uh, three, sorry. Um, but I was like, I don't know. I, I don't know if I, you know, I want to get into these ones just yet. So I, and there, dude, there's literally a, like a plasma series Ghostbuster figure of a kid. And it's, and it says his name is podcast. I don't know why it says his name is podcast, but it, maybe that's his name. You know, they're just like, Hey podcast, get over here. We're going to hunt ghosts. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they do that in the movie. And they just call him, call him that because that's all he does. Uh, Wait, did you possible. say you love the other three? I do. I love all three. Uh, I, I actually really dig the third one. Uh, I think you and I need to have a discussion. We are. This is a discussion right here. About... <clears throat> really? The third I, thing? I, I, lo the... I love it, man. I, I don't think... care that it's I don't care that it's Lady Ghostbusters. That does not bother me. The movie. I just love oh, <laughs> it. I find it pretty funny. I, I you know, I don't always love all the jokes in that movie. I think some of them sure. fall flat. But I dig like I, I dig them as as the Ghostbusters. I think they're awesome. Um, and I will say it's not as atrocious as people make it out to be. But it's no, no, not... no, no, not at all. And I I actually think like the CG looks incredible in that movie. Like everything is so believable. The ghosts and everything look awesome. There's one moment uh, where Holtzman has like these like these like sidearm like uh, like plasma guns or whatever they are. Um, and 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 I'm like. This is the the coolest moment in any Ghostbuster movie, like ever, where she's just like sure. taking out ghosts left and right, and it's just amazing. Um, but uh, you know, and and I think there was tons of setup, and in a way, they could have incorporated that movie into the larger universe, but uh, I don't think we'll we'll ever see that. But um, but anyway, um, so so like I was saying, I, I've committed to like a scale. I I only have one. Uh, what do you call it? Like one of these bigger ones? Uh, I don't even know if. Let's see if it's on here. Uh, it's an a Indiana six Jones. Scale? Uh, you have a six scale Indiana Jones on your back. On your yeah, back, it's uh, back there somewhere. There. Yeah. Uh, I guess it's not on this site. They uh, might not have it anymore. But yeah, it's 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 behind me. It's the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Indie. Oh, it looks like it's it's right here. Uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull Indy with the fridge 
and and like a few masks and things and like a crystal skull. I love it. I think it's awesome. I um, I have the Raiders. I have the Hot Toys Raiders indie, and it's it's absolutely fantastic. And I think that's another thing too. Like Chronicle was gonna do six scale figures. Um, their Alan Grant looked pretty bad even in promo images, but the Raptor was awesome looking. Now whether or not the final product was gonna be good, we won't. We'll never know. Um, I don't know whatever happened with Chronicle. Like I don't know what the final outcome <laughs> was, but yeah, um, yeah. I don't. I don't. I'd never follow it up. You know, to see anymore. Alan Grant. Uh, you can Google it, but it won't show up when you actually search on the website. Um, well, because SciShow's probably taking it down. Well, it, it it's it does exist on their website somewhere, uh, but here it is. Um, and I, you know, I, I think it looks pretty good. He looks like uh, uh, the hat mm. one, not so much. I think that's I the know. thing. Is like you want him with the hat, and yeah, it just looks weird. <laughs> it looks so weird. Like you know, his clothes I, are ill fitting, and oh, I think so... I think he might have that like Harrison Ford issue where it's like Harrison is like a tough. And you hear this from a lot of comic book artists and stuff like that about like Harrison Ford was so hard to to draw and to to get right on the page. And I wonder if like Sam Neill has that same issue where it's like I think Sam Neill and, and Jeff Goldblum too, maybe. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Um, it's not it's not terrible. I I think like like some of these images look pretty great. Like, I mean, I was gonna get I was gonna get this. It's just that they closed. I mean, it's not perfect, but it's what we had. You know. At yeah. The time. Yeah. And what, what was and, this? Uh, this was running for two hundred and thirty bucks. Like it was way too that's, expensive. That's no, it was more. Yeah, I think it rough. was more. Was it more? Than, oh, it yeah, says two thirty here on on the website, but yeah. Because um, my argument was that Hot Toys were two hundred and thirty dollars, and this was nowhere near the quality. Dude, look up, look up the new Back to the Future Hot Toys on oh, yeah, SciShow's yeah, yeah. website. Yeah. They're stunning, and I think they're less than two thirty. Um, let me see. Oh, I totally you know what they might be, or I might be way wrong on that actually. It might be like 280. Uh, all right, here we go. Let's oh take a my look. gosh, look at Back look at these guys. All right, yeah, 270. 270. So, but now, look at that is Michael J. Fox. <laughs> that is amazing. That Man, is someone shrunk so... Michael J. Fox. So good. It, it's so yeah. good. It's very, it's very good. Um, and oh, this picture here. This is the picture that like killed me. I was like, I saw this and I was like, I need this. <laughs> I, you know, I'm not, I'm not exactly loving Doc here, but like, but I was like, I need the clock. I need, I know it's just like an image in the background or whatever, but like, I, I'm like, I need everything here because it all looks it's awesome. So, um, so good. So, so this to me, I was like, uh, I definitely, I, th I think I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm treading into that water. I think where I'm like, I might be getting these. I know the pre-order is available, uh, Fair. 60, 75 per month you know uh, starting at the flex uh, for those payment. who are just listening you need to go to sideshow collectibles website and you need to look for like hot toys uh back to the future and look up uh play arts final fantasy and these are the things we're talking about in comparison i mean of course they're more expensive than than amber collection so it's not really fair to compare no but no i would just so but much rather invest money in in I, again, I would rather spend seventy dollars on a really nice looking Grant action figure as opposed to like the thirty on the Grant action figure that just looks like a blown up version of the three and three quarter inch one. 
like and maybe not even that good i don't really know the nice thing about three and three quarter inch is that it's so small that it leaves enough to the imagination you know similar to the to the old kenner stuff at the at the five inch you know range yeah small enough it, they didn't look like their actor counterparts but well, some of them did but like Okay, like I think, yeah. Is this is this Neca? Is so that this what the is, brand is this is Neca, yeah. And this um, Neca also is. If you're gonna compare, this is what you would compare the Amber. Right, Neca. To. I've I have a Neca ET, and it's phenomenal. Neca ET. Oh man. Uh, so so they they got you know a lot of the Back to Future. I, I have them all so far behind me. Um, I, so that's the thing. I, I'm like into that scale, and I think Neca does a fantastic job. Plus, mm-hmm. they give you these incredibly detailed boxes which are like some of the coolest boxes i literally put them on my wall because i'm like this is amazing uh you know I, I i love this stuff um but you know if you look at let's see, look at the detail like on wow. these the marty is not great i'll, I'll give it I'll, you know i i have how many marty's i have three no i have one two th- four marty's behind me and uh and and they're not perfect they're not great uh, like you can mm-hmm. see, this one behind him is not too too great. But Doc, man, Doc is killing it. Like he looks so I good. I think what leads to him being so good in toy form is that he's almost a cartoon in those movies to begin with. <laughs> yeah. He's so like he's yeah. so expressive, and his features are so like refined. Like Michael J. Fox, standard white guy. Doc Brown, white guy. But like very <laughs> defined and very like unique. Like when you see Christopher Lloyd, you know it's back. Christopher Lloyd. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There is no, um, you, you can't mistake. Uh, it's it's yeah, almost it, like we were talking before the podcast the sin of remaking Back to the Future, right? <laughs> and I don't think that the problem really lies in. I don't think the problem lies in the DeLorean because I think you just keep it a DeLorean. I don't think the problem lies in Marty. I think you just cast any teen heartthrob of today the problem lies in christopher lloyd you will never cast anyone as good as christopher lloyd am i, I know wrong? am i wrong in this? am i the only I, am i on an I, island I mean, in this thought i don't i don't think you're wrong um again major sin to remake these movies but so i am i am very interested though in uh seeing how the musical turns out um, I'm trying to find the uh, the cast uh, for the musical. There's a musical. Uh, oh, Roger crazy. Roger Bart. So Roger Bart is actually like a guy that you know everybody you know knows this guy. You might not know his name, um, Roger uh, Bart. Let's take a look. Um, you know, it's this guy here, and you know who this guy is. Like he's playing Doc Brown in the musical. So I'm really interested. He's he's you know well versed in in musical theater and stuff like that. So. You know, can he pull off the Doc Brown in the musical? I'm I'm really interesting interested to see. Um, so I, you know, I, we'll wait and see. But um, the score is going to come out sometime in the near future, so I'm excited about that. What? But what? this this musical like just looks like they're on the set of Back to the Future. What, what's I know, the... I know, I know. I don't know why these images are so tiny, but uh, yeah, but. Um, you know, it looks fun. It looks it looks like it could be cool. But, you know, and, and this is the thing. I I tend to not give credit to a lot of these kinds of musicals where I'm like, it just seems like, you know, they've done it with so many movies at this point where you're like, I don't know if it's going to be any good or not. Um, but I will say like... Marty, though. 
Uh, I don't know. I think it was just some 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 exactly. Guy. You don't know. Um, you don't care. No yeah, one cares you and, and that's the thing about Back to the Future itself. I mean, even though that this kind of dispels what you're saying, like Eric Stoltz was Marty McFly, and it didn't work. You know, it didn't work. So they actually refilmed some of the movie with with uh, you know Michael Keaton here. Uh, no, Michael. Oh my God, Michael Keaton. <laughs> Michael Keaton. <laughs> Michael Keaton would make a great Doc Brown. Um, <laughs> Speaking of Michael Keaton, the musical that I didn't get enough credit to was Beetlejuice, and it's 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 become my favorite musical ever. It's amazing, and I love that. I love that that musical. So, um, anyway, but uh, I got Beetlejuice stuff behind me as well. Um, you name it, it's back there. Um, but yeah, anyway, I, I dig this scale, and I, I think NECA has been producing some great stuff for cheaper than the the, the Amber Collection. And look so at this. This a, comes what's with this NECA figure cost. What's this one cost? It's like twenty, you know, two dollars or twenty four dollars, something like along those lines. And, um, yeah. you know, it comes with, uh, it maybe it's up to 30, maybe. Uh, so it might be like right on par with, with the Amber collection, but like, you know, it comes with like really cool props. The clothes are legit. Like they, they, they look like this looks like he's wearing real clothes. <laughs> uh, yeah. I can't necessarily say that about the Amber collection. Um, you know, th sure. This Marty is kind of mixed up in what it is. Like, I don't know why he has the invisible hand in this outfit with this guitar that doesn't sync up with the movie, but um, you just don't put it on. Uh, but uh, I, I dig what NECA's doing, and and they have um, some some universal monsters now, too. I have uh, Frankenstein's monster behind me. That's pretty great. The problem with NECA is that they are extremely fragile, extremely fragile. Like I will literally uh, like uh, the, the 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 latest Doc Brown that came out. Like I I, I pulled gonna, it out of the you're box. You're gonna pick your pose. Yeah, you're gonna pick your pose and your pieces, and you're gonna leave them that way because if you can the get more to you that, change them. If you can even yeah. get to that point, because I can't. I, I with these Back to the Future ones, I've had a hard time even getting to that point where like I literally take it out of the box and it breaks as I'm taking it out, or it's mm. broken in the box, or you know I take it out and then I try to put uh, like a little briefcase in Doc's hand that has all the money for the different eras and then the handle just breaks right off like as as I'm putting it into his hand uh, I've had several hands bust off and you can't put them back because the wrong end broke off like um, so it's just you know it's a trade-off like you're you're getting a beautiful looking figure but like you know it's very fragile that handle there that I have in the video uh, broke right off um, so now I, I, I'm like, it's impossible to sometimes return these things to these companies. So I just have it there on the shelf broken. Um, I mean, it's just this briefcase, so it's not a big deal. But, um, you know, so it's a trade-off. You know, you're, you're paying the same amount as the Amber Collection, but you're, you know, you're, you're, you're getting something that could break. And, and it could be a struggle to replace it or whatever. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. You know, and then you have – you also have the uh, – um, uh, what do you call it? The Black Series, which I think is like a good middle ground where it's cheaper than some of these, but like it doesn't come with all the cool stuff that the NECA stuff comes with. But, um, you know, but they look great too. They look you know, great for the most part. You kind of approached me with this topic of like, you know, what would get me specifically into yeah. the Amber Collection. So what's it going to take? What's it going to take? I don't, I don't think anything. <laughs> like I don't think this thing could have flesh and I'd be like, ah, Grant. Yeah. No, but thanks. You know, I just, I don't really know, but like where I would like to see Mattel go. And I I've seen, is it Jurassic collect who has done it or is it the 
the the compound Jurassic compound or something. Um, yeah, they Ted take brothers. The, I would like to see them take. I would like to see them go more into the fantastical that that Kenner kind of took it into the Saturday morning cartoon feel. Like, um, you know, like who someone did where they took the uh, the Ian Malcolm the the bigger one the uh-huh. Amber Collection one and they put the the Kenner Ian Malcolm like Ghostbuster bazooka in his hands. Yeah, and it just looked so cool. <laughs> like it. It's I, think, not I think I think that all. was Ted. Yeah, I think that was Ted. Was it let Ted me, that did that? It was. So let cool. me see if I can find that picture real quick. But um, I would. I mean, like you said, you said earlier. You said earlier. Oh, here's this cool image. I wish Mattel would do something like that. Like, yeah, I wish they would do. Just you don't gotta go crazy. I don't think the Kenner stuff was crazy, but like this idea that the Jeep had like a slide out seat. Um, you know, similar to what the Lost World had in, in their in-gen vehicle, or like, you know, the fact that like Alan Grant had like a a net launcher that was on it. Like, that's kind of cool. You know, it's not yeah. insane. You know, it's not like they're um a nuke is kind of, you know, it's a little it's nuke, a little out there. <laughs> honestly, I didn't even know what that was until I was like much older. I had no idea what bomb. Are we sure it's a bomb? Yeah, I mean it's a nuke. I mean it's 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 a nuke. It's got I don't a radioactive know. symbol. Are we sure it's not like a canister with like embryos in it or something? I mean, I think the description says nuke, but I oh, don't know. okay, sure. <laughs> um, but I'm not saying go completely crazy, but I would love to see them embrace like just something. Like it is fun to have these characters have like their real yeah. their real weapons, but like the weapons for like star Wars are fun things like lightsabers and blasters. Whereas like the weapons for Jurassic people are not all that exciting. The only weapon in Jurassic park is a rifle, a shotgun. And then what all these other characters have walkie talkies and flashlights and sunglasses. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I know. I'm like, "Eh, I don't care about like another flare. Do I need another flare? Yeah. Right. Like, So I think this is what you're referring to with. Uh, oh, it's so cool. I, yeah. I don't think it was this image exactly, but yeah, yeah I couldn't find the, the exact image, but uh, it's so yeah. cool. It's so cool. It looks like a ghostbuster. Yeah, yeah, it really does. <laughs> it's going to bust some dinos. I know. I wish there would be some chances taken with stuff like this, but, um, you know, I, I, yeah, I'm i going to continue on with the Amber collection. I just, uh, you know, I mean, more power to you, man. I, I, uh, yeah, I know. I, it's just like. It's tough because it, I can't really say like, oh, definitely pick up this Alan Grant because I don't think it looks good. You know, I just I, I don't know. I mean, I'm I just get it because like about... it'll look fine over there on my shelf. Like I won't be able to see it all that well. <laughs> let's let's so... think about, let's think about this. Lex Murphy. Mm-hmm. Now, when she gets her Amber collection figure, which she will, she will. People will be excited. Mm-hmm. All right. They'll go pick up. They'll go pick her up. There'll probably be a few extras on the shelves, but people will be excited to finally have a Lex Murphy figure. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we might nitpick about the quality. Yeah. Later down the line. When she gets a three and three quarter figure, people are going to be frothing at the mouths, no matter what the quality they will buy whatever $70 dinosaur they deem worthy of sticking her with. And yeah. they will break people's faces 
to get the San Diego Comic-Con exclusive that she inevitably is next year, right? Like, yeah. this is what I'm yeah. saying. It's like the three and three quarter has a quality and it's it's the fact that it fits everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, that's just kind of where I'm at with, the, with, with being excited for figures, you know? Like when the Ray Arnold got announced for Amber, I was like, oh, okay, like, cool. Glad we finally have a Ray Arnold can't wait for the three and three quarter. And then what was it? It was me clicking my mouse for three and three quarter day. Uh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Or I, you know, two. The three and three quarter, we've talked about that so much, but like, uh, it's fine. Like, I, I'm, you know, I like, yes, I like the scale. I like how everything's together, but like, I mean, I, the humans are, are I'll, I'll get them all, but like, I just don't care all that much about, um, them because I, the, with that scale, you're, you know, the likeness is not, like, anything to write home about. None of them really, you know, are that great. No, Timmy looks guess, good. Timmy looks pretty good. Um, and then I guess you and me are just – we're just after different things, right? Like, you're hunting down likeness. I'm, like – I'm chasing the nostalgia of what Kenner was able to give me. I mean – that That's why I – that's why I'm down on the the three and three quarter because that's not giving me the, the size that I want. Like, I, I've always looked down on three and three quarter inch, and I know that's – weird to say because that is the original size like that is the uh not for jurassic but like that not that's like jurassic, the, yeah. the the common size for figures you know for toy figures yeah. you know star wars you know that's the size of star wars figures and i've gotten out of those i got a bunch of them but like i'm like i'm done i'm done with those i don't want them anymore you the know thing with star wars is that like all most of your characters are humanoids right so like you can have yeah. a good like you're not really the only thing you're competing with in scale in Star Wars. I feel like is the spaceships, yeah. right? So like, if you weren't into collecting the spaceships, I could easily see these this scale, these larger scales being cool. But like, in order to make humans that are in scale to dinosaurs, excuse me, you almost have to do them in three and three quarters. I don't even think like I don't even think like five or six inch really makes sense anymore with the cost of you know. Some of these dinosaurs would get up to like forty or fifty dollars by the time you put them into a rough scale of a of a five inch figure. Um, you know, I was thinking about yeah. it, and I was like, "Man, Mattel has really kind of let us down with the humans." And I will actually say, Jurassic Park is getting pretty fleshed out. Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, um, yeah. I would even argue that Fallen Kingdom is pretty robust um minus yeah, not not fully but it's it's you know it's it's, it's almost close. there i think just where where we need to get is like once they start filling out the lost world characters hopefully one day i mean i just the things i don't think they will like do you really think we're gonna get a three and three quarters rolling tempo like i just don't think it's gonna happen i think so i think did the I lost think we'll, i think when, we'll get there when's the um, lost world celebrating 30 years 97 like in a couple of years, right? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, 20, 2027? It, you know, it just had its 25th, I think, right. recently. Recently. So 2027. Uh, so if they didn't do the 20, if Mattel had the license for the 25th and didn't do anything, I really don't think we're getting anything until the 30th, if well, we get anything at all. I don't know. I mean, I, uh, you know, I, I, like I say all the time, I've been surprised that they're continually rolling out stuff, but. It does seem like right now they want to fulfill the the Jurassic Park era. Um, Who's left? Who's left in Jurassic Park? Yeah, Lex, Gennaro, Woo. Woo. 
That's it. That's three more. That's three more years of of figure releases, dude. Well, I don't know if I don't know if they're gonna do that though. I I I mean, I think at some point you just gotta like ramp it up. Like, cause look at this year. I mean, you have the the Explorer, which came with Timmy, and then you had Mm -hmm. also Ray Arnold. So like you had two, right there, right. So, you know, yeah, they could roll out two more, I guess, you know, two, three. If they got, like, especially for next year with, with Dominion and everything, they could roll out a bunch of things. Uh, you know, well, back with in Dominion, 2000... we're going we're gonna to get all those, we're going to get all those figures that we got during Fallen Kingdom, like all the classic ones. We're going to re-get, they're going to reissue all of those. I, I was, I'm afraid of that. I'm very afraid of that. I hope that's not why, No, thing. Why are you I afraid know... of that? Just because you don't. Well. There's new, there's new fans. There's new fans. I, don't, I know, in but I year. don't want them. I don't, not the fans, but like, I, I don't want to <laughs> see those fans. I don't want you We're fans. Get out of here. We're fans. fine as we are. Um, no, uh, I like, uh, I, I like these figures. They're fine as they are, but like, I don't, I don't want to see them on the shelf. It's taking up space again. I think if they were to, you know, it's obvious that they're, they want to refer back to those characters because they are going to be in this new movie, like Alan and Ellie and, and Ian. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would like them to like say, "Hey, here's Lost World Ian. We didn't release him yet. Let's put him out there, and let's put out JP3. Uh, I know they put out one JP3 Allen, which is like what what outfit what outfit was that? Um, but like you know, put out another one and put out a JP3 Ellie. And you know, I know it's just her, you know, at home. But give her give her like a baby to hold or something because she's that's the one one of the scenes you see is she's walking in with a baby in her arm. Uh, I'm, I'm happy that. I- <laughs> I'm actually not happy. I'm really sad that you would you the first thing that came to mind was JP3 Ellie over Sarah Harding. Wow, no, no, buddy. because Sarah's not in Dominion. I'm talking about the court, the oh, three. Oh, sure, sure, so I'm sure, like, sure. how yeah, are yeah. you gonna ref you know, give her like a satellite phone or something so she can communicate with Alan, you know, uh the JP3 Alan or whatever. You know, give give some some things here that you can like there's not much to grab from for how, Ellie for JP3, right? I mean it, how like is I said Sarah it's, Harding not in Dominion. I don't know. We've I, talked about that. I, I feel I like don't even need, I don't even need her as like a main character, but like the movie should open with her observing these animals in their natural habitat yeah. and all like you, in the in the in the beginning of the Jurassic Park book, there's a discovery of the dinosaur and there's kind of this like chain of people that like you you follow the chain of people yeah. who are learning that dinosaurs are real. And that chain eventually leads to like Grant and Ellie going to the island, right? Just put her as one person in the chain of events that's happening in the first like 15 minutes of this movie. You know, I'm look, maybe she has a cameo. I don't, I don't know. I don't think so, but um, I doubt it. But like, well, we've talked about, I think, unless it was a live stream, but like the fact that like in terms of like that chain of command of uh, who, who are you going to call first? Like, yeah. You know, Alan, he, he makes sense because he was digging up dinosaurs. And, and yes, Ellie was too, but like she prides herself as being the paleobotanist. Like, so I'm like, you know, uh, Sarah is the one who studies the animals in the wild and like the animal predators and all these yes. behaviors. And like, so I'm like, she is out of anybody. She's the number one over Alan, over Ian. You would call yeah. her over everybody. You call her maybe even over Owen and, and, you know, the likes of them, like call her first. <laughs> You know, because like she knows how she should know how a lot of these things uh, would adapt in the wild. Like that's that's her deal. So her not right. being here, it's mind blowing. But yes, I do want a, a, a Sarah Harding figure as well. Um, 
that, I mean, look, that I was watching happen. I was watching your last live stream. I don't need like I I don't need like a return of like very minor characters, right? But Sarah Harding is not a minor what? character. What did I did I say something about a minor character returning? I think you were talking about like you would like to see like was it maybe like Degler or something? Somebody. There was somebody and I was just like, no, we're oh. gonna, you said you kept saying names and you were like, there's not enough time in this movie to see all these people. But to me, there's for sure enough time to get a Sarah Harding cameo in there for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I she, probably... doesn't, she doesn't need to be with Ian. She doesn't need it can just be her own scene and she she calls up the crew <laughs> yeah yeah i you know maybe she alerts them that uh hey there's a t-rex uh i'm at the movie theater right now i'm at the drive-in and there, there's a t-rex here somebody send a chopper uh, i don't I mean, know why she's no from offense. new york now it's no offense to julianne uh, Moore, but like how expensive no. can julianne Moore be <laughs> i mean i don't know i mean I, you know expensive enough i guess but uh or busy you know too busy maybe but I mean, yeah, I mean, um, she keeps working. I'm, I'm not, I'm, I didn't mean it like in that way. I'm just saying like, she is not a Chris Pratt, right? She is not uh, yeah. like a Bryce Dallas Howard. I guess, right? I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, at, at what point is the, is there diminishing returns? I don't know. But. If you want to make the fans happy, there is never too much money seriously. you can spend. We all saw Endgame. There is no amount of money that you can spend. Seriously. Uh, it's bad. But. You say there's nothing to get you uh, back to the Amber Collection or into the Amber. What you said you have one. I have the Tiger Stripe Raptor, and not because I think it looks like the Tiger Stripe Raptor. Yeah, but because I think it looks close enough to the PlayStation One Tiger Stripe Raptor, <laughs> and the and and you can do you can do the pose because they had it in the promo video. You can do the pose that the Tiger Stripe Raptor in the Lost World video game did. So I was like, okay, cool, like. Sold, okay but i mean yeah i don't know well the point of the amber collection that we want to get across is julian moore needs to be in Jurassic world dominion so so get your get your go. facts straight everybody um but uh yeah i don't know uh like i said i'm gonna to keep i'm gonna keep going along with this line for uh you know however long it goes if it if it start stops tomorrow uh that's, that's i you know i can't do anything about that but hopefully it keeps going for a little bit more um but I just wish the quality was a little bit better, but overall I'm still going to keep I mean, going. So I'm happy for know. those that want it, but I will say, I think it's problematic that there's not been a T-Rex. Like, and I know you can never well, do that to scale. Yeah. But like really, the there's not been a T-Rex, a single, like, I mean, the you know, baby, it's not meant, yeah, it's not meant to be like this, this, you know, to scale line, you know, really, I mean, no, I know, of, but then just do a T-Rex. It, we have it's, it's it's the super colossal that is to scale but it's not I, but i'm only saying to scale like isn't the whole point of these to be a little higher more detail a little more quality i mean look i like, love that super colossal i think that thing is one of the best ones the detail is pretty great on that you got it right for there for sale for sale <clears throat> oh look at that i don't like it oh you don't why why it's so good it's still one of my favorite ones that they've produced and it's to scale with the amber collection which is awesome but like i think like in that pose from very far away i think it looks cool like i almost wish i had a toy lion i wish i had a toy yeah. lion right here yeah instead of these two guys you gotta get um, this alan just, grant you gotta get him just, put him up there throw in the flare i like the smaller one i like the thrashing no not the thrashing throw what's the one uh, I, like? I don't like i don't like uh the, the, the extreme you like the, yeah i don't like that one you're crazy <clears> man crazy. i see 
I, see that scale is messed up to me. That whole scale is 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 feels wrong. Uh, it feels too small. And that's so like here's the, the thing: the size that came with the explorers, and I'm like, it just feels tiny. It's it's the right scale, except for the fact that the Indominus and the Spinosaurus are too big by comparison. I think, but you know what? Maybe you you know what? You are not wrong. It is small. <laughs> But I think that the thrash and puny. throw, I think the thrash and throw is too big. Thrash, uh, I don't know. I don't have that one. Um, I uh, it's the I, next scale up to you. Yeah, I think I doing. think that's the same scale as the. I hate these names, man. These names are the worst. Uh, stomp? No, stomping strike. Yeah, yeah. One of those. Is that the one with the break the the breakaway thing? Maybe. Oh, uh, I don't know. I think I it is. I think it's I the the breakaway the 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 you know whatever it is. Um, that that one's pretty good. I think it's the same scale as that. I do like the bite and fight. That one's always been one of my favorites. But the stomp and strike or whatever it is uh, is a uh, is right up there. I think it's really great. Um, <clears throat> but you know, I guess that's the Ember Collection's legacy. What will it mean overall? It's just going to be this like attempt at a collector's line that never really hit the mark, um, but was collected anyway, I guess. I don't know. Uh, so anyway, why don't we move on to our next topic uh, while we're here? Yeah. Um, so I don't have, I don't know what to say about this, but uh, I thought maybe you would. Uh, we have uh, What If Jurassic. So I thought, and I think I may, might have talked about this on um a live stream once, mm-hmm. but uh, I thought that this would be a, a fun topic to talk about and to approach because there's so many times where we, we talk about, oh man, wouldn't it have been cool if they did this or if this had happened. Um, and actually mm-hmm. we're kind of getting this in a way with uh, Jurassic World Evolution 2 is producing this, um, you know, this this mode called Chaos Theory Mode where they, yeah. it's, a, it's literally branded as what if something happened? Like what if, San Diego came to fruition and we saw the the most recent developer diary uh which showcased like hey you're going to be building San Diego as if it's a flourishing theme park and uh so that's like you know that is something that you know before I even knew about uh, like a, a what if comic line or anything like that from from Marvel or whatever I I've always wondered what would it be like if San Diego actually thrived and it was like you know I don't know at what point would this work. Would this be like, hey, this is before Jurassic Park. They, they actually just got this to work. Or is this like Ludlow came to – like he, he got his, his wish and everything worked out and like it's an amazing park. I don't care which scenario, <laughs> but well, like – I'll bring the uh, – all right. So I will say this about San Diego. And I feel like I was told – He's gonna he's gonna make a video telling me how and oh, why no. I'm right and wrong. <laughs> the entire time hey, Jack. I was watching <laughs> Hey Jack, yeah. The entire time I was watching Dominion, I was like, this is so cool. They were gonna create the dinosaurs. Wait, you were watching lab. Dominion? Guys, oh, you I'm heard sorry. it here first. He was watching nope, Dominion. Not watching Dominion. <clears throat> I was watching Fallen Kingdom. And uh, I was like, this is so cool. They were making the dinosaurs in this mansion lab, and then they were going to ship them to San Diego. This makes all the sense in the world. What a cool piece of connective tissue. And then Jackie was like, no, that's stupid. And that's not canon. I'm like, but why? So, <laughs> it makes so much sense. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I You know, the this was all part of 
John Hammond's dream or whatever you know he says. So it's it always goes back to his dream, I guess. You know, the to have these dinosaurs flourishing. Uh, so I feel like San Diego doesn't necessarily like live up to that dream or that promise of of but John, dinosaurs no, but flourishing. That, that the whole point of San Diego was that John Hammond's dream was so incredibly vast that <laughs> it encompasses he, anything that you want. Well, it wasn't wasn't the whole thing was like. Uh, if, now I forget the lines, but it was like, you know, uh, John Hammond's dream was so big it was not meant to be or whatever like that. But like, wasn't like, wasn't San Diego, was San Diego the first attempt or was it, it was the first attempt? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. it just makes sense to me that like, they were making those dinosaurs in that lab with the intentions of those being the dinosaurs that wound up in the San Diego facility, right? Yeah, and yeah. Then, it's, hey, it's just like a little. His, let's drive them right down there. It's not too far right. away, you know. We'll, and then drop his dream off. was so incredibly grand that they upped and they leased an island and moved cloning operations to Island Newbar. Let's say Newbar. Let's not bring in the Lost World into this, but like. That to me, like that's the story, and I've been kind of told that that's not really the case. And the answers I've been given, I don't find satisfactory. So I don't really. Either way, I guess I don't really care. Um, but well, but yeah, I mean, what, to me that that seems like that would have been the case. Um, you know, no, it's not. I mean, and I only say this because well, Josh, maybe not, that, maybe like, not because things. they this was like where they were testing i guess right is 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 in lockwood's mansion or whatever like they were testing this is where they were beginning their stages of their work and then then like where where did sorna come into the mix here like what as the factory floor i don't think Mm. like in my mind sorna didn't exist yet I don't know if that's the, you know I mean the truth, uh, but in my mind like San Diego they they say they wanted to to make that work, but then they're like well that doesn't work so let's open it up to this island idea right and uh, then we have all these islands we have you know six islands right um, so I don't know well but the, and this is what I like about the book explaining explaining Sorna right it's like. I like this concept, and this is kind of why, like, I think Maisie is, is a super dark concept as well. <laughs> yeah. It's that Nublar was the show, the showroom. He says this in the movies. Nublar was the showroom. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't make a dinosaur there. It doesn't mean you can't hatch an egg there, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you can't. But visitors don't want to see the dozen failed attempts at a dinosaur and that's what Nublar was in the books. It was, it was the factory because they knew that to get one dinosaur was going to take ten attempts, right? To get one viable hatchling, so Nub- Sorna was kind of this like the dark side of like where that was where, where all the death was. That's where like the mutations came out of. That's where the failed dinosaurs, you know, were coming. Were you know the successful ones were coming out of there too. This is why I'm excited for. Yes, I don't know. <laughs> this is why I'm excited for that scene that we broke down months and months ago that had like a, a little tie, like it had like a crate that was marked site D or something mm, or new yeah, yeah. or, or, or whatever. Like yeah. I'm excited to see, even if it's just vague, I'm excited to see that connective tissue that these two facilities were working in tandem with one another mm-hmm. that 
that they could they could get embryos created on Nublar, just like they can get them created on Sorna, but they could like ship the embryos over to Sorna to like raise them up to full, you know, full so, size or whatever. Um, let me ask, let me ask you this. So w- when mm-hmm. we see uh, in, in Jurassic Park, um, you know, this is the, this is the day that, um, you know, these people are coming to sign off on the park. Um, we got to put on our best show, uh, our best, you know, presence here. Does Dr. Wu work there or did he, was does he work on Sorna? <clears throat> and where does he uh, spend his time? I think he works on Nublar. You think so? That's yes. a, that, I mean, that's the idea that I always got, right? Like, there's never in your mind when you're watching that movie, there's never an idea that he anybody belonged anywhere else other than right here. This is where everything happened. Um, well, so by the time Sorn, by the time the second movie comes around, then you're like, okay, well, I guess that's the factory floor. So like. So did so in my mind I'm like okay maybe like this is where the science happens on Nublar and then they they send the product over to Sorna to yeah. be created you know like they do the testing on Nublar but then everything is made over there so like yeah, science isn't happening over on Sorna just the the production is happening on I Sorna I mean look you you have a science lab real science is happening there it's not like they say it's a showcase but it's not fake mm-hmm. you know um, just like when you go to the, a taping of, of like a tonight show or something, it's not fake. It's real. It's there. It's just that you're experiencing it from like a different like level. Right. I think that, yeah, like real science happened on Nublar. And I think that some real science probably happened on Sorna. Well, yeah. But- Jurassic Park three gives us that too, because then you, you look at that, that research lab or whatever that they're in. And it's like, uh, the, uh, you know, it, it looks like, Hey, science is definitely happening here. I would right. assume, but I mean, you know, who knows? I would imagine that again, this goes back <laughs> to my theory that like where Nedry was talking to Dodson was a major hub for, for, for workers of both islands to be right. Like this Costa Rican little village. Like you would imagine that anybody who worked on those islands crossed through that village, which is why it's fun in retrospect to look at like the don't use my name kind of thing. Right. Because mm-hmm. he's probably a well-known person in this area. Like, there's no reason to believe that Wu wouldn't be walking through that area as he trans as he transfers over, please, to, right? Please, as he transfers over there. to Sorna please or something, it. like as a midway. Go back I mean, to I one mean, of those episodes. But like, <laughs> it just, I just I think that Wu was probably based on Nublar, and if he wasn't based on Nublar, was expected to be there that day to. Uh, if there was any questions about the science, right. From the, the people um, was expected to be there that day. I think in my mind, Hammond doesn't go to Sorna like ever. Um, Hammond Mm -hmm. doesn't want to come face to face with the, the, the dirty secret that he's got going on over there. He knows it's happening, but he doesn't want to get his hands involved. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a guy like Muldoon, uh, while he's the head guy at Jurassic Park, I think he is also the head guy of the crew. Oh, for sure. On yeah. Sorna, like he makes he his he makes his head, way back and forth. Yeah, right. And this is what like I love. God, man, when uh, when Kenner had the Lost World toys too, Muldoon was the guy who called the Dino Trackers on Sorna. Oh yeah, and he yeah. brought them over. <laughs> like, you want to talk about what if the Kenner yeah. line is the ultimate what if. 
what if yes yes what what if the people thought what if alan grant and ellie Sattler came to jurassic park it all went to hell and they said but you know what we see the potential we'll help you get these dinosaurs back in your kitchen yeah I, so I like give that. me a net launcher and a rocket <laughs> launcher um like um the the yeah. dino trackers are a very cool what if you know it's like to me like in my mind as a kid that was always Muldoon's team on Nublar, but then when Sorna was like entered the canon, canon, it was like no, they were the team on they were the team that because the dinosaurs were let loose on Sorna until they aged, right? In my mind, the Dino Trackers were the guys that went and got the animals for shipment over to mm-hmm. Nublar. I like that, right? That's a fun. So yeah, T Rex Turner idea. and and and. Uh, <laughs> Jaws Jackson, Harrison and, and yeah. Jaws Jackson, like those those guys were working on Sorna. Like when like the Lost World came out, like you couldn't have convinced me otherwise. Now look, know? I mean that's just those are they're like like a wealth of stories you could tell on Sorna. Like there's never ending stories, but like <laughs> yet they refuse. <clears throat> yeah. So you know, I think I think you could you you could have the what if scenario though, like because we, we haven't even talked about that at all yet. I, I just mentioned what if San Diego existed. Um, You're right. Yeah. But like. Um, that that that's a fun idea to me. The San Diego thing, like, what if that thrived? Uh, I don't know. You know, it'll probably just end the same way everything else ends. Um, but I, I do like the idea, which we will get to play out that scenario to see how that functions and see what that would be like. So that's really exciting to to find out. Um, obviously, there's obvious scenarios like, hey, what if? Uh, let's say, what if Dennis Nedry succeeded? You know, what 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 scenario are we looking at there? Because do you think? The park. So if if he, <coughs> excuse me, if he succeeds, nobody knows the difference, right? If he succeeds, uh, getting the embryos to Dodson, you just have you have one park that collapses, which is Jurassic Park, and then you have Biosyn's park that repeats. Jurassic Park fails. And Jurassic Park fails quietly, and Biosyn's Park is the one that fails in the public eye. That's got to be the. I guess. I mean, it doesn't even have to fail, to be honest with you. Like. Yeah, I don't. I, I see. I like the idea, which we've talked about as like a plausible like uh, introduction to Dominion, where like he like he actually doesn't fail, uh, or you know. Nedry fails, but like in our minds, Wu is the one to pull through. Actually, mm-hmm. gets the DNA to to Biosyn. Um, so, you know, even if if Nedry succeeds in in the movie universe and like he gets in the DNA to the guy at the boat, and then he goes back to work, just type typing away, and nobody ever knows the difference. You know, that park just continues on. Uh, everything goes smoothly, I guess. Uh, I would assume. I, d- I don't know how much did the storm play into the downfall of the park. Um, well, that's the thing. It's that that's the whole chaos of the movie. It's they were they were ready for one thing to happen. Mm-hmm. They were prepared for one thing to happen. And it could have been any one of those things. They were probably prepared for it. It was the chaos of the fact that it all culminated. Yeah. It was. They were prepared to not have all their staff. They were prepared for storms. They were prepared for maybe some S. Like they had contingencies, but it was like when all of it came together, all at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> all at the same weekend. They were stretched so incredibly thin 
Yeah. Like the mistakes got through the cracks. And like, then you, you go back and you realize that the animals are breeding in the park. So they, you know, there, there was a kind of this added thing. Yeah. But I feel like in the movie, it's really only added so that you can make a sequel. I didn't think it like in, in the book, it's this big moment, but in the movie, it's kind of just like, because the big moment happens before the dinosaurs get out in the book. In the movie, the dinosaurs are out, and then you realize, oh, they're breeding. Well, it's like, well, what difference does it make? The dinosaurs are already out. Who cares? Yeah. You know? But in the book, it's like they're they're in the pen, and they're watching those numbers come in, and yeah. it's like, blah, like they're already out. Yeah. They're, they've they're, been out this whole time. They've been on mainland. They've been all over the place. Yeah. You know? Like, they're all, yeah. all, all... Like, that's not really... Yeah, that's not really an issue in the, in the movie. Um, no. But, like, you know, I, I would assume in my mind that, like, Nedry gets the stuff and then goes back to work. The tour program debugs whatever it needs to do. The headlights are on. Um, and they don't stop. Like, they don't stop operating. I don't think. I don't think the... I mean, did would the storm have knocked the power out anyway? I, I don't know. But I, I don't think so. I think it would have just continued operating, right? Um, does the storm... Every, what effect does the storm really play into it? I don't think anything really. I don't. I think it's just as a a, a a nuisance, like just being is it just out a, there. Is it just another thing to like? Is it just something that that distracts Arnold, like like Ray and Muldoon, like they're worried about the storm, so they're not really paying attention to Nedry that weekend? Well, I, is that I guess like... the storm is really just a catalyst for them to be out the T Rex paddock again, right? That's it. Like that's the only reason that the storm is there to get them to turn the the show around and, and get back to the. Is it just for mood? Is it like just a because movie? Because they would have continued going. They would have continued their path, made the rest of the circuit, I guess, whatever the, the confusing layout of that track would have been. Um, no. You know. wait, wait, wait. <clears throat> so when they say get back in the cars, we have to go back. Are they driving backwards? I have no idea. This makes no sense to me. Wait, Still doesn't on, make any on. sense to me. In my mind, there needs to be a turnaround at some point, which I don't understand but is there track, track switches? Does there track switches? Like I don't understand how they did it because they're on a track. They're literally like on a thing in the road. So I don't know. At one point, did they turn around and go the opposite direction, past the T Rex paddock again? You know that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But it, it's there. It happened. Um, so at some point, there's a turnaround that they they you know Harding's like, hey, uh, just go up there and hit the track switch, and then you'll turn around. Um, so they turned around. So that that's the catalyst. The storm is the catalyst for them turning back or getting, you know, going back early. So at this point, um, they are not half. They're not halfway through the tour by the time I, they get I to the guess not. Yeah, I think they because haven't. Then even why seen, would you? They saw three things at that point. Which they they ended up only seeing one thing. You know, so right. But there was three three things based on like I think fourteen or fifteen species. Something. Um, yeah. Um, which one of the species would have been yeah. a raptor paddock? They would have driven by that was destroyed. But there was no raptors. Well, I mean, so the yeah, but that, that, that the is the movie the, is coming from a destroyed raptor yeah, yeah. paddock. Well, so I mean, they were, were going to drive them past the raptor paddock that like the animals had escaped out of. But so this what if scenario, we have to remember that there's also raptors. There are raptors breeding on the island, so there are babies out there. That's not even a what if. That's happening. That's happened in the movie. Well, no, but yeah, but. 
but in in our scenario with things going to plan, like we have to calculate that into the 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 system here because it's not like it's not like nothing goes wrong, right? On this park, like everything works to plan. So something me, is still going wrong at some point in this. For in me, this. that's the biggest thing. Like that's where I would have loved to have seen Jurassic World go was to be an ultimate what if, and the ultimate what if is what if people die but it doesn't really matter in the context of telling different stories. Like, because one of my favorite things about old Jurassic stuff is uh, booting up Operation Genesis and you're getting like, you know, you got the visitors walking around. It's like, oh, the T-Rex is like in the Parasaurolophus thing and the, the Raptors are yeah. running around, like, go get them. And, you know, you got the, the helicopter hovering over and all this stuff. Like, to me, that's like this ultimate what if of like, yeah, this park has problems. It's not perfect, but people still come here anyway. You know, you talk. You were talking in the, your live stream about, oh, I'm so excited to not see jungle. And I'm like, I'm not. I didn't get enough of Jurassic Park <laughs> or Jurassic World to really satiate my curiosity of what else is going on and, like, uh -huh. what other cool architecture there is. And, like, I don't know. Um, I would we'll like talk, to We'll talk about that in a little bit. I would like to have seen this franchise be more of a serial than uh -huh. like um than more than an epic, which is what it's become. Well, yeah, um, I mean, we've talked about the fact that like, hey, there you could have broken down the the world trilogy in a much slower pace. You know, we could have gotten to escape dinos by the end of the trilogy or something like that instead of just, you know, you, you Jurassic World never needed to break down. You could, there's so many stories you could have told within one movie of an operating right. park, you know, like stuff like that. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, going back to Jurassic Park, I mean, even if the tour continued and everything went to plan, the uh, all the people came back and they're like, hey, this looks legit. I'm going to sign off. I think Grant, you know, they would have had questions, but I think ultimately, do you think they would have signed off on the park? You know, if, if their tour program goes successfully, they get back. You know, Ellie never leaves the, you know, they say they leave the vehicle, they go see the Triceratops, but then they get back in the cars, all of them. Uh, maybe I guess Ellie still would have stayed, right? So she would have still stayed. So, yeah, the answer is yes. They would have signed they, off they, on the park. They still if... would have signed off on the park, you think? Yeah, because up until up until the power outage, they are in awe of what they've seen, regardless of it being – regardless of Muldoon and Hammond being upset that – they had two no-shows and a sick triceratops. A sick triceratops was enough. Like, look how enthralled they are in that scene alone. They are. They are, but they also raise so, they raise so many questions in the lunchroom scene and also in the lab. They're like, hmm, I don't know. This seems like, uh, are you sure you have everything under control? Is this is this right? Do what, what, how, you know, what's the ethical cost of all this? You know, they talk about so much stuff there. I still think they probably would have been like, all right, yeah, I want my money. I'm going to just sign off on this you, place. You also have to you also have to kind of understand, too, their sign-off is not to open the park. The park is opening regardless of their opinion. He's looking for people to sign off as an endorsement. And, yeah, if well, Alan Grant, the top in his field, endorses this park, that's mm -hmm. an advertising. That's true. Yeah, me. yeah. The park still would have con probably continued as long as the investors are on board, right? So they want to get the investors right. on board. So. But Alan I, yeah, and Ellie, I don't know. They would have just went and got like other science scientists to be right. like, "Hey, well, we got this other second tier scientists to sign off on yeah, things." Yeah, Alan know? and Ellie's Alan and Ellie's opinion is just that. It's just an opinion. The park is is set to open no matter what. Mm -hmm. It's just that like 
especially in that that paleontology community if you can get the top guy alan grant to be like yeah hey this is legit well it's, legit it's also dinosaurs here well it's also the in the insurance right the insurance guys they're, they're trying to get those to to um sign off right isn't that part of it too there's like insurance guy you know tell the insurance guys to back off you know they say something about <laughs> something like that Maybe. um but Maybe. uh i don't know um anyway I yeah, yeah I did I definitely think they would have signed off on it the insurance the investors whoever would have been that's great let's go with it let's go forward um, but then yeah I still think they have to figure out like I think that internally they probably would have went through the numbers game like they did in the in the in the novel they would have been like well what's happening here what's going on why are there so many dinosaurs and and probably like any of these evolution games you know fences would have fallen and dinosaurs would have broke broken out but. It's yeah. a fun it's a fun thing to to look at but I think ultimately with the infrastructure of this park and the way that John Hammond is I think ultimately this park still would have failed no matter what. That's just yeah. my idea. I mean, I don't know. Like part of the I've always said like moats moats are Jurassic Park's worst worst enemy because a moat solves the problem. Like, they talk <laughs> about the moats. I wish they wouldn't even have talked about the moats because like so if in some of the concept yeah. art for the indominus paddock there's a moat inside it's like problem solved like, <laughs> <laughs> this thing can't jump a 20 foot moat like awesome <laughs> like great you tell me that um, thing has amazing legs that could jump straight up over that moat i mean yeah moats are just like moats are the easiest thing to basically put jurassic park <laughs> slash world totally under control yeah um, because none of these animals are are I mean, yeah, sure, a raptor can jump, but you just you figure, hey, how how higher and far can a raptor jump? Great, build a moat that that big. Well, maybe a little yeah. bit bigger. Yeah, this, this moat in this in this image is uh, is pretty great. Let me let me bring this up. Uh, oh, this is a great image. I love this, and it's like yeah. it's like it's so obvious why it was taken out of the final movie. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> yeah, uh, you don't right. have a problem if you have this moat. Uh, here it is. And so, the concrete moats and the electric. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is not a problem. <laughs> yep, he's staying in. Uh staying in there for sure. Yeah. Um like yeah, that moat is just like massive. And as a and viewer, there's like, you're probably not like, gonna notice the moat. Are those like electric spikes or like what are those spikes? Are those harpoons? Like what are those? Like No, they're just like they're just <clears throat> opposing spikes that like would make an animal not wanna risk it. I get, I mean, like, they're so sparse, though. Like, it's like, just jump next to it, you know, like, and grab on. Um, which, I, yeah, I still think, look at the claws, like, these Therizinosaurus, like, style claws on this Indominus. Like, I yeah. this might still have been able to jump over that, I don't know, and claw onto something. But, but why not? It just, it makes all this mov these movies just, like, you know implausible like it would never would have gotten out same thing a with Stegos Jurassic Park. A stegosaurus like... is going to be in its head <laughs> if you guys forever moment, right forever so yeah. yeah you you have you have stopped any larger herbivores any of the more nimble like theropods like raptors okay a raptor could probably jump that but then you just make the moat really big yeah you just you put those like those spikes at the bottom you put those like those goggle things that like you just look at like at a like a uh, you know a, a amazing view you like looking out at the view. Yeah. Put one of those things in there, you know. That's all. Yeah, and why not though? Why not? Like that's a cool concept, right? These animals are so dangerous that we can only view them from a mm. hundred yards away. Like yeah, 
that's still cool. Is it cool? I don't. I don't know. know. It's, I, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, we all we all you know have gone to a zoo and you you see like something through a cage or something through a, a, a over a moat or something like that, like a gorilla or something like over there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think uh, all all the issues probably would have been solved if there were moats. So what if Jurassic had <laughs> what moats? if there were moats? What if then, there were then there would be no movies because then it would just be a real place to exist. Um, but yeah, I, I think uh, some of these some of these movies don't necessarily have like a, a like Jurassic Park three. Like, there's not really like a cool what if scenario outside of like I don't know, like just like minor details in the film. Like, uh, I can't even think of anything. <laughs> what if uh, Ben Hildebrand survived? Uh, who cares? You know, like it's not like anything like all that. I mean, fun look, to think what about. If, what if Eric Kirby was dead? Alan Grant dies for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, I mean, look, oh, that, that would have been so Kirby... like, it did. If they showed up to that island, we need to find our kid, and then he's dead. Oh my god, that is no great. No, I mean, like, yeah, I don't, I, I, you know, no, it would have been bad. It would have been the bad. Kirby's are not the greatest characters in the in the universe, but man, they didn't deserve that. That's 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 messed up. Uh, but uh, oh, the Kirby's. Characters that do not need to be in Jurassic World Dominion. Just throwing that out there. Oh, I really want to see them in Dominion. Come on. Why? What I, purpose could they possibly serve? I literally They're just literally bystanders. Like, I don't know. I, I want them to kind of have like one of those like Jumanji moments where like, you know, like they're just doing something normal in the in like at their house and then like like a triceratops just goes through their living room or something. <laughs> something stupid like that but no i just want them to be like uh eating popcorn on the couch or something and then being like oh my god look there's dinosaurs and then that's it the that's only all you say thing that the only thing that i could see of any value with the kirby's is the the tim sales intro with they're at the baseball game and the pterodactyls attack like that's the only thing of any value john, john sales the, yeah yeah john, yeah sorry tim sales an artist um <laughs> uh yeah i just I, so, so I mean, in this scenario, so, like Eric maybe has a kid that's playing t-ball now, and he's like he's got a son or a daughter who's out there playing t-ball, and like the grandparents are there, you know, uh, you know they're there watching the game as well. And he's trained on to think that like they're like, oh, I have to go to this one spot where there's a bunch <laughs> of humans in Enid, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. We got to go out no. there. <laughs> I see that's a, see my my like introduction for Dominion has changed and shifted over time like initially I really really wanted that sales intro to be part of Dominion we, you know yeah which you it know still could we be know what, we know what the intro to Dominion is that's what really we don't yeah, we do. necessarily I don't think we necessarily know yeah based off of that based off of what leaked or whatever was shown you mean we the, know the, uh, the preview? About this. The preview. Yeah, but... Look here. Yeah, there, there. A while back, there was um, a second unit guy or something posted a bunch of pictures on Facebook, and it turned out to be the 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 stuff that was shot for the preview. So he's the it stuff was in the a, past or the stuff in current day. The put the stuff in the past. So all that stuff in the past, which. Could be the intro, but I don't no, no, necessarily no. think we've talked about this. They, 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 Colin said that we're not totally sure if 
all of this is making it into the movie or not. And we've broken down like, well, if you're going to include anything, it's going to be the stuff that's set today, not the stuff from the past. Right. And so, the stuff that was set today, we've seen. And we know what but that I, is. I don't necessarily think that's intro material exactly. Yeah. I mean, it could work as intro material, but I don't, I don't think it... I think there's better intros that you could have, but who knows? Uh, we got to wait to see it. But I think I think any of these ideas sound like more fun ideas for an intro because we've seen after, that intro. After the way Fallen Kingdom opens, I really can't ask. I could never ask for for Trevorrow to over to outdo that. But that's why I think, I think like that's not the intro because like you're asking him to just do another T Rex scene in the intro. I'm like, don't no, do something different. Do do the Quetzalcoatlus like attacking this like baseball field or something like that. Or or our whole like flashback do, intro, you know? Do do the do the flashback of someone well yeah picking up the can and do the intro with a full size Dilophosaurus. Well, yes i mean we know this we know this already i actually so so the other day the other day i was Wait, actually do we, do we, is there a full-size lobster is this confirmed oh no 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 I, i'm just saying we know our intro already oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um the other day I, I was actually like i was thinking about it because i was going through a bunch of my notes on on uh my note system here and i was like well oh I've, i came across this note that i wrote down for jurassic world 2 and and this was uh, I don't even know when you if if there's like a date on this or anything. Is this uh, your I, volcano? Is this your volcano mm-hmm. thing? Yeah. So exactly. So I I basically I went I was like going through old concept art of Jurassic World, and there's this incredible concept art. Uh, which um, can I bring this up somehow in like a browser? Uh, no. Um, let me see if I can open just up in new tab. Uh. Okay, here it is. Oh, man. Never mind. Um, I don't know if I can bring it up. But anyway, uh, it's re- very very cool concept art of um, uh, a T-Rex, and uh, it, it's breaking through this, like, this, like, uh, rope bridge. It looks like, yeah. like Indiana Jones is, like, hanging off of it, it looks like. And it's kind of got, like, that vibe of, like, uh, the worker village where like those bones are like scattered around, you know how like there's like that apatosaurus or whatever, a brachiosaurus bone structure there that they all walk through. Um, there you see the bones yes. and in the background, there's this big volcano that's exploding. Um, and then you look at other concept art and it looks like this T-Rex kingdom that they made actually just had like a miniature volcano in it. So I think that's what this is portraying is like this mini volcano in like this T-Rex kingdom. And there's also raptors in this paddock as well. And they're all facing off against each other. It's really, really awesome image. Um, it gets now, cooler I've and told, cooler as you look at it, actually. I've um, told you what my <laughs> ultimate raptor experience is, right? Uh, tell it. Let's see. I mean, I'll say it. Yeah, if I've said it on here once, that's sorry, you'll forgive me. The ultimate raptor experience is an above ground shark tank experience where you're walking through a jungle in a glass tube. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it, 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 it's either at ground level or elevates and you've got raptors hunting you like on all sides and like, you're walking through and like, I mean, do like a, because they're from like Asia, you could, if you really want to get cheesy amusement parky, you could put like Asian ruins like uh-huh. in this thing. But like, at the end of the day, the perfect raptor experience is you in a half glass tube 
walking through a raptor attack basically like that is that that is amazing like i would i would absolutely like to do that like i don't know i i would have said i would like to do that but like where would i do that but like i would like to you would like to do it at jurassic park yeah exactly i wish i wish it was a real thing i can't even like google these uh these uh concept art images i don't they don't even i can't even find them anymore um here's here's exactly what image you're talking about Here's something. Uh, I don't know what this is. Uh, let's open this up in a new tab. But this is not the one that I was. Uh... <coughs> Actually, it, I mean, it's like fairly like close to what I was mentioning. Um, but uh, this is not T-Rex. Uh, it looks like a Giganotosaurus, actually. Um, and there's there's. Oh, there is a T-Rex in the background. Oh, so I guess it's supposed to be the Indominus. Uh, oh, man, dude. Imagine if this this battle I guess that's what this is trying to show is that the battle didn't happen on Main Street per se, but it happened inside the T-Rex arena, dude. How incredible is that? Like, like it literally would have happened right there and you have you see the raptors attacking. You've got this volcano in the background. Um, oh, I see. Yeah. So, so, okay. so, so anyway, this, this volcano was the thing that sparked my idea when I was looking through and this is not the image again, but... Um, so basically I was like going through I, I wrote like a whole outline about how um you know Claire uh she, I wrote that she's potentially pays the price but um she's about to go to court uh, and learns from uh the government that they're sending in fighter jets to blow up the island but she's doing everything she can to stop them. Um she ends up stopping them but the volcano is the bigger issue. Uh, Nublar's ecosystem is in collapse uh, because a volcano is about to blow. Um, activists still look to save some animals. Uh, some some say let them die. Grant, Malcolm, Ellie uh, are spokesmen, spokespeople for, you know, some people let them live or some people let them die. Uh, InGen sent teams to gather the dinosaurs, take them to Site B, and they herd up what they can. Owen wants to help lead the team to find Blue, which is not exactly how that went down because he's like, I don't really want to go, but eventually he did go to tr- track down Blue. Um, yeah. And they go they go to the island with InGen, but they don't trust them. And I said the last thing I ended up writing was they enlist Barry for his own team, but that never happened. But it ha- will happen in Dominion. So that was my outline for Jurassic World Two. Um, fairly close uh, for a lot of that. Just you know, swap you some close. things, swap some things here and there. So I was looking through this note, and I was like, hmm, you know what? I'm gonna do this. I gotta write this down again. So I wrote down like our what if scenario, I guess, for the intro to this again. And just to just to recap, um, we're sitting at a Costa Rican cafe. We're in we're in 1993 here. We see Nedry having his meeting with Dodgson from a new perspective. And we notice that uh, another employee is sitting nearby and it's Dr. Wu. He hears the plan. He hears all, all everything that's going on with those two. Um, Nedry leaves, but Wu intercepts Dodgson before he leaves, right? So uh, Wu knows that Nedry will end up failing. He's like, this guy's a, a klutz. He's not going to he's not going to come through for you. So I need to be the backup plan for this. Um we skip to the jungle, nighttime, the storm, and all that stuff is happening. Nedry fails. He loses the Barbasol can. Um, and then Wu follows up on that, sees Nedry's Jeep and the body, knows that the Barbasol can must be nearby because he can't find it anywhere in the Jeep. He ends up finding it, right? And that's when he spots the baby Dilophosaurus. And he's like, okay, okay, uh, I got to get out of here. 
But then he's followed up by the big Dilophosaurus, right? That's where that's where it's like, oh my God, I got to get out of here. He narrowly escapes, close call, but he does get out of there because the big Dilophosaurus, I don't know, he somehow he escaped. I have no idea how. Now, here's the thing though. No, no, but here's the thing. We have okay. to change this a little bit. Wu has okay. to go with a team. You think Wu's going with a team? Why? He's got he's to go with at least two more people. Because why would you want to have a Dilophosaurus attack if this thing doesn't kill some people? So in, in every Jurassic intro. I, I mean, you're right. Jurassic you're world, right. I, I mean, it would be great. People die. It would be great. Yeah. So, so, I guess, right, so I guess sure, the little sure. girl, I guess the little girl doesn't die, but for all intents and purposes, she dies off screen. Like, I know she doesn't. She does. But, but like, we, we don't really, aside from a, aside from a throwaway line, oh, the little yeah. girl is fine. Yeah. <laughs> in all intents and purposes, that girl died. All right. Uh, like, I, I mean, sure. But like, I, I would be fine. Yeah, sure. Add some team members. Okay, that's fine. But I, yeah, I like the idea of somebody getting it. But like him, he has to escape. And that's where like <clears throat> he gets to the dock in time or somehow gets the the stuff off the island. And that's when we cut to like a lab where Wu and Dodgson are working together, DNA sequencing, whatever. But this is where how like our what if scenario comes in, uh, you know, in, in other ways for Jurassic Park because – they end up failing. They don't actually produce the dinosaurs that they wanted to produce. So Dodgson loses for now. It's like a for now situation where you're like, you got this round. I'm going to get the next one. And that's when we sw- swap to like current day. And you see that, Do- uh, that Biosyn is like this big leader in all this stuff. And they're using science to better the world or so it seems. Um, and I think, you know, that would be a great way to kick off the story. I added in here as like a nice little tag because I, like, I want to see this come to fruition. Um, sure. you, see, you see like Dodgson in a vehicle and he's like, he's talking with a few people about like what they're doing at, at Biosyn and stuff like that. And then at some point Dodgson's like, so, so what do you do, sir? And, and the guy's like, uh, I'm a dentist. And then that's when like the, a guy walks up next to the car and says, here's your rifles, gentlemen. And they hand them the rifles, and they're actually at like a reserve to shoot dinosaurs and kill dinosaurs. And yeah. uh, a dentist, a rich dentist, ends up shooting a triceratops dead, um, and it leaves it like looking very much like a sick triceratops pose. Like I think that would be kind of brutal, and actually a nice callback to the the the, the people who who originally thought that Steven Spielberg was like a trophy hunter. <laughs> you remember that that timeline? Yeah. Where like. Yeah. <laughs> So this whole time, we have not been on camera. My bad. But uh, I was, like, very enthusiastic about what I was saying. This (laughs) takes me back to some of the scenarios we used to play as kids with the action figures. Um, This is another, like, what if. It's like, what, it's like, what if Sorna, um, what if, like, it's like, what would happen if Sorna uh, was still, like, a thing? And it was, like, this concept of, like, It would become a big game, like Hunter's Park, and we used to use like the trailer because I had the big trailer toy, and that was like, and we used to also use this scenario if the if the dinosaur hunters uh, who were gathering for Nublar like they would go out in the trailer because like hunting a dinosaur or finding a dinosaur you didn't just do it in 15, 20 minutes you would like sometimes it would take like days to track the species that Nublar wanted or days to track the species that the hunter wanted. And like, so you would go out in the trailer and like the trailer was like, their like their sanctuary because the Island was so big that like they couldn't get back to base, like in, you know, in just an hour or two, 
Um, and again, we're kids, you know, playing these scenarios. Um, but yeah, like the trailer was always like this, like we would, we would play these scenarios where like the trailer itself was a, a an attraction, like a ride of some sort. Right. Like, uh, but like more like when, yeah. you remember when we were kids, like SeaWorld would do like the stay the night with Shamu thing or whatever. <laughs> and it was just like, parents could like re- do parties, like in the underground tank or whatever and watch the whale like at night or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah super creepy by the way uh, but, <laughs> um like i just think about those tanks and just them emitting this blue glow into oh, the gosh like, yeah. where the kids are sleeping um but yeah like i don't know those are some like what if scenarios that we we used to play uh as kids i'm trying to think like jurassic park 3 it's like yeah what if i mean the spinosaurus doesn't die you know well, oh oh i think i i made this joke i made this joke uh, I'll, rem- I'll i'll repeat it here because i thought it was fun i said what if jurassic park 3 had an ending basically like i made the joke with the what if thing before i was like you know what if these episodes had endings uh but what if jurassic park 3 had an ending like what would that yeah, mean? Movie does like, not have an ending that movie you just know like abruptly ends you know that would be amazing i know there's you know there's uh talk about different endings and scenarios and stuff like that but like I I like I like the this idea of like the raptors and the and the spino facing off and like you know that would be cool. Imagine imagine like a pack of raptors. They they failed in the first movie. The 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 three raptors or whatever failed to take down the T-Rex. Imagine it like a scenario where this pack of like the the males and the females all taking down this spinosaurus. I'm I'm the biggest supporter of the spinosaurus. I don't want to see that ever, but I think that still would have been an amazing like shot to well, see like this a battle between these these creatures and just like oh it just be, it would just be so brutal based on just the based on what we know about what's from the intro right of like the giganotosaurus killing the t-rex right in the in yeah. the beginning it's like it's like okay that's trevorrow directly reacting to the spinosaurus killing the t-rex right because you know that this movie ends with the t-rex getting its revenge through it's not even like it's not even it's not even the same t-rex and the same giganotosaurus (laughs) fighting it out but it's just like in our minds as the audience we're like yeah the t-rex got him um it's he's he's beating that by like giving the t-rex i'm sure and speculation like oh does is it like the t-rex wins but like dies by doing so i know that's something you want i personally don't want that um you know i I don't want the t-rex to die in this movie i don't think these movies are uh i don't think these movies are at their best when they're sentimental uh i did not have the same reaction to the brachiosaur that everyone else had um i thought it was quite dumb uh brachiosaur (laughs) dying in the fire i was like oh couple, man couple that with the fact that like uh not trevorrow oh the director um bayona bayona was like oh that's the brachiosaur from the first movie. like okay that's, sure it is yeah that's some twitter um, stuff no forget about that or, or right. article or like, whatever it just that did not really that did not have the effect on me that it was supposed to have um, that every you know ninety nine point nine percent of audience members had when they saw that sequence, like I was just like, 
but you could go back just just get him he's there at the dock spec up let him walk on you know uh so yeah <laughs> back I, I, up I, know. I just uh yeah i don't know i i think that would be i i don't i don't know how you like like you're saying like the t-rex obviously has to win in that scenario you don't set up a death in the beginning and then have it lose again like that that doesn't right. seem like that doesn't seem right um but like i'm saying hey maybe they cut that intro that that pr- past stuff so we don't necessarily see it die does it matter if it dies later on like it could die i guess but like i don't i still don't think that's the ending uh, but i that, think dude there is no way after jurassic park 3 that colin trevorrow blatantly kills the t-rex not a, not a t-rex no i yeah I, I know i know i i see that's that's what i've always said is like hey jp3 never mattered like that that t-rex never mattered to me because it wasn't it wasn't the one that i know like i i just didn't care um but, but yeah but to do okay, it on your first viewing of Jura- of jurassic park 3 which t-rex do you know the one there's from the four, first movie yeah why why well, do you have an attachment to the one from the first movie as opposed to the two I, in the second movie well, I do. I have an attachment to the bull T Rex because, like, that's the the. It's the toys, man. It's the toys. You know, it's the red Rex to me is the, the bull right there. Buddy. Yeah, I mean, hey, right it's here. Where's where that? I mean, right these there. two toys right here, literally behind yeah. me. That's that's why they matter. Is because that to me, yes, it's not exactly the Rex from the first movie, but it is. But that that's, is the Jurassic that is Park the Rex. Yeah. And then this bull mattered to me because that's the toy I had. So those two, if I saw those two get it. Yeah, I'd be I'd be bummed, but like it was just like you know run of the mill green T Rex. So um, you know, but I, I like him kind of trolling everybody in that way. Like, hey, hey you thought the T Rex is gonna win? Nope. Uh, it just you know it dies. But um, but if you're gonna if you're gonna have another battle, I don't want the T Rex just limping away kind of again like it did in Jurassic World. I I think there needs to be a different outcome. Um, but. Uh, I don't know. How did we get here? I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. Um, what if the T-Rex oh, we, dies? How does this? Oh, we were talking this... about Jurassic Park three and like an ending for that. But yeah, I, I yeah. think that would have been cool if, if it did end up showing like a death of the Spinosaur, having it dragged down by like 13 different Velociraptors would have been really cool to see something like that. Um, you know, or like a Tyrannodon sequence. I know there's been, you know, talk of that as well or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, that could have been cool. Yeah, too. I don't know. Jurassic Park three is, it's, it's a special movie. That's for sure. <laughs> um, I mean, I think the ultimate what if scenarios is like the the tops comics. Um, mm-hmm. There's they're very bad, so like I don't remember them off the top of my head. But like, yeah. you flip through those, you flip through those, and there's a lot of things that like were that Jurassic World kind of, you know, utilized. Um, like in, I do remember in those comics there is a raptor training facility that looks very much like the one in in Jurassic World. And this, you're talking, this is twenty some years prior. Someone, you know, wrote this story. Um, yeah, mine are actually. I think they're packed away, so I don't have mine to show. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's there's um, a lot of different like crazy stuff. It, it doesn't like um, uh, mold. Dune or somebody survive or Ludlow somebody yeah, like Mul- lives Muldoon or something. Who's that? Well, okay, Muldoon survives in the um, in the uh, Tops comics. Uh, Ludlow is survived in the IDW comics. 
He's like, oh, okay. all, he's got like a mangled face. Uh, but I'm specifically talking about these tops comics. Um, you know, there's like the Jurassic Park Adventures, which is kind of like, you know, it's all what if, right? Like, it's kind of in line with the Kenner stuff. It's like, you know, what if, what if we just insisted that this park had to be a thing, you know? Yeah. Um, but yes, some of the, like, what even, what it, this cover here is just like somebody pointing and then two raptors and a random hand that's just flying up in the air. And then Wait, a gorilla, a gorilla. Like, what I is think happening? this is the one. Well, because the raptor training facility is in like it's it's in like Africa where gorillas are at. It's like go get that gorilla. Like I, <laughs> I don't yeah. know. This is like hilarious to me. I just I oh, I, cover, I want man. to. So I said, what is that arm doing though in the back? <laughs> Whose arm is that? But like, That's, is but that like, not is it this person's arm? I don't. I, yeah, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Just there's odd. just there's just some really cool like artwork that comes out of this. I, you know. The internal artwork is not fantastic. It's much better than the IDW stuff. Look at that one with the Raptors attacking that helicopter. It's yeah. so cool. That's yeah, so like cool. that. Yeah, that would have been awesome to see something like this in a film, like in JP three or something. You know that that could have been yeah. a cool, really cool scenario. Uh, I know there's like Lost World uh, stuff. Oh, actually, was it? It was on. It was on stuck on Sorna. I think they had had done some sort of concept art or something like that where they, they were driving motorcycles away and like a, I think they jumped off, but a Raptor attacked at the right time where it ended up riding the motorcycle, like off the cliff or something like that. It's like a crazy, crazy scenario, like something wild that you would never expect to see. It like kind of like, yeah. He wanted that motor. He wanted that motorcycle sequence. He has wanted, that motorcycle sequence since I would imagine since the second movie, because he tried, he tried squeezing it in, you know, into the lost world. It was, it made a cool image, but like, wasn't it like one of Trevorrow's like mandates? It was like, you have to have a motorcycle sequence. Like, like I, guess. I remember, like, uh, I remember Trevorrow saying something that was like, yeah, the mandates were like, I had to have training Raptors and I had to have a motorcycle sequence and like anything else <laughs> was like up for grabs. Yeah, you know, I this is something I uh, I don't know that I've ever really visited too heavily. Um, so These I, comics, yeah, I don't really know. You a ton and about I them. should do. We should we should do something where we. Yeah, we yeah, that's actually a great idea. Let's do it. Let's let's do that. Um, I gotta find mine are packed away. I I can look and see where I put them, but they're probably in a storage facility somewhere. Oh. <laughs> All right, so. What if we moved on to the next segment? What do you think about what that? If, what if we did? <laughs> Let's move on to our final uh, segment here, which is, uh, I don't know how much we have to say about this. And I, I'm, I'm interested, though. But Isla Nublar. I want to talk about Isla Nublar and how long we should care about this place. And, and like, what, uh, you know, because at this point in time, and, and you brought it up that I mentioned it uh, recently, I guess, in a live stream, right, where... I talked about it. Yeah, I'm, 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 I could move on from jungles. I, you know, I could be over that for now. Um, mm-hmm. I, I want to see some new environments. I, you know, and going back to Jurassic World Evolution 2, um, there was a lot of really, really cool environments shown in that game. And I think maybe that's where I was saying it or something. But, um, you know, you see mountains and snow and, and, and it just looks so beautiful. So I'm excited to see new stuff. Um, but at the same time, it's like, you know, and we make this joke a lot on my live streams about like, 
it doesn't you, you can never like escape 2015 you know we can never escape that moment yeah, in time where like everything is surrounded surrounding 2015 in that moment in time um whether it's you know jurassic world live tour kind of it, it escaped that a little bit but it, it really the beginning centered itself around that um the theme parks uh have centered themselves around that moment in time and the new jurassic world adventure that just opened up is set during the indominus breakout uh, or its own version the jurassic jurassic world the ride is set at that moment in time uh velocicos are set pre uh that moment in time but you know right around there um and i don't know i feel like anything that ever comes out uh obviously camp cretaceous really centered itself in that first season around that moment in time yeah. And right now, Camp Cretaceous is like, hey, uh, I I'm pretty sure we're saying peace to, to Isla Nublar. I think we're moving on. Um, but, like, yeah. at what point are we, like, sick of this place? Is there any point in time that we ever say, you know, goodbye officially? Like, I know we can at this point because they've cemented themselves so much in time with this one piece of island here. Like, this this place right here, this Whatever this image is, <laughs> this image of Isla Nublar. I mean, for me, no. I always care about this. This to me is where I want all Jurassic stories to take place. Um, sure. But I think as far as like moving on, I think that it's never coming back. Um because so I think even though ways... we outlined that intro to the movie, uh... oh, I mean, sure, in flashback <laughs> form, but like, yeah, I just don't think that we're gonna have stories centered. No, not not anymore. Not or taking place on it. Um, but what if there yeah, is a scenario just... where we go back <laughs> and it's like all oh, you know magma encrusted, like whatever lava what turns into? And... What, what are we going back for? I have no idea. You know the, the treasure that's in the Lego series that that they're they're hunting for. <laughs> sure. I don't know. I'm just um, you know throwing stuff out there, but um, but yeah, I I don't think necessarily we're ever going back. But you know, hey, you could do anything you want on that island. Uh, I I definitely don't think that. I don't think that the, the volcano legitimately killed every dinosaur on that island. I, I definitely no, don't like, think that's that's the if case. If you've ever but... been to Hawaii and you go on like their nature trails and stuff like that, they they're like, oh yeah, like twenty years ago, like like the nature trails are like just lush, beautiful like greenery like everywhere. They're like, oh yeah, like fifteen years ago, this was completely destroyed by a volcano. Like this was yeah barren land, and it's like the jungle claims back really quick. You know, um, so the damage that was done on Nublar was only damaging human-made infrastructure. Nublar itself will be a lush jungle again very quickly. Um, it's just that, like, you would have to have, like, another, like, semi-rubu where they're like, well, the best place to put a new park is on the original plot of land. You know? And, another like, park. The park? What? The Nublar is, <laughs> Nublar is back. Um, like just kind of like how they, they wedged it into Jurassic world. Um, Mr. But, DNA has thrived and now he, he took over and he, you know, yeah, he's a sentient being um, now. And I just think that like, and, but here's my thing, just like everyone was like, Oh, I'm burned out on Nublar. 
I think in two or three more iterations of this franchise, you're going to be burned out on The Walking Dead with dinosaurs. Like, I just... Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. Like, because that's, that's inevitably where this goes, and I don't find that interesting. Um, I just don't. Like, I, I was actually thinking about this today, and I didn't want to be a huge downer, but I'm not looking <laughs> forward to Dominion at all. Oh, no, like, what? what I don't care. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm trying to think of, like, oh, I no. just don't care, because if it's not centered, it just doesn't doesn't work for me. Like... Again, these are animals in our world. We will destroy them. There I mean, is that, no doubt in yeah. my mind. You know, that seems to be um, what would happen, right? I mean, it's it just seems like the most plausible outcome is that we have we could we have every means to stop them. You know, I I yeah I, I don't I don't know. I mean, yeah, sure. I I could also say that like there's no way that apes could take over the world but like they they made it plausible in that movie you know like they made it like legitimate that like but but you are talking about you're talking about creatures that and and again this is like dinosaurs can't go here or else it's not interesting to me in planet of the apes you are talking about animals that their intelligence increases enough to where they can come up with intricate not not oh they set a trap, but like intricate plans of tr- of wanting to become the dominant species, and they on can the they can shoot weapons and stuff like and they uh, can the sh- velociraptors are like and shoot weapons right like <laughs> yeah these are these are animals where that it is not so far of a stretch to believe that because and especially because we see ourselves in them mm-hmm. right it is not far enough of a leap of imagination to think that this is something that could happen right yeah whereas and, like, and there's a whole virus dinosaurs, that's that's part of that movie as well like you know, kills off, there's a virus as well that kills off humanity so like, you can't, okay, you can't get discount let's that. think about it let's let's go back to 2000 and early 2000s when then. the entire eastern seaboard lost power okay do you remember this were you a part of this I mean, I've been here, so I don't remember, but <laughs> it happened. Wait, whoa, whoa, do you not really remember this? I mean, I don't remember four days ago. I, I like, I, I, I don't, I don't know what happened. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> uh, entire Eastern Seaboard loses power. What year was this? I mean, uh, I remember Hurricane Sandy. That was big down here. It was 2003, the Northeast blackout of 2003. Dude, this was like all the entire Northeast of the United States lost power for like a solid week and a half. I was, I was like in that. high school and I'm sure didn't care. You know, I was like, this was, is probably the awesome. coolest thing ever. <laughs> it was awesome. Um, I mean, it was like, like it was, it was nuts. So for anybody like probably much younger than us, like at one point in time, Something happened on the power grid that like the entire northeastern America lost power from like New York. Like I was in Michigan, we lost power. People were in line at the gas stations trying to fill up their uh, their their generators and all this stuff. Um, you couldn't bathe uh, well. Uh, you didn't have like people didn't have like running water. Uh, it was just a freaking free for all for a solid like week and a half or whatever. 
I, um, I legit have no recollection of this whatsoever. <laughs> this is amazing to me that you have no recollection of it. Because when I think of it, I think it's fake, but it's real. Um, okay, See, I'm, so, I'm, in, I'm in that. I, I'm thinking maybe this never ever happened, and this is you, this you totally just set happened. me up. This is like you know Mandela right. effect or something. So to get to Walking Dead with dinosaurs, all right, you uh-huh. have to have you have to have these animals somehow destroy a power structure like the one that set Ooh. the Northeast out. That's pretty right? cool. I like that. Okay, but the, here's the thing. They're not smart enough or uh, they're not smart enough to like make this a plan throughout all of the United States. So like, yeah. and then if they do knock out the one in the Northeast, like it went out in 2003, we kill them and we set it back up. <laughs> and they probably it's, fry themselves in doing so, you know, like, they... <laughs> like, you know what the most, you know what the most scary, I'm going to get kind of like real world here, right? Like the most scary thing that I've, I've witnessed lately it's like what is happening in Afghanistan is basically what happens in the handmaid's tale. Like it is like this like sweeping movement across yeah. the land to basically change government and regime and social structures in that land. Right. But you have, again, very smart people organizing to do this. Right. Dinosaurs aren't smart. Um, even raptors, they're they're not like human smart and if we start mutating them to the point where they are human smart then that's dumb this literally is planet of the apes you don't want that raptor that's thinking and i'm like i'm very smart now the philosopher yeah yeah no yeah no i mean people are very smart uh dinosaurs are very smart too but they can open doors and that's, you know, that's, and right. they can like, maybe like, you know, plan to attack you from the side. Uh, but that's about it. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm sure there's more to it, but, but yeah, I, I, um, I like that idea of like taking out power structures and stuff like that, but I don't necessarily see that going anywhere, you know, and we've talked about the idea of what, what is our subject here? Uh, we've, I don't think <laughs> we've talked about new I, I, I don't think we've talked about our subjects at all tonight. Um, but I, I think uh, um, we've talked about, you know, how viruses are a thing in this this franchise, uh, th- in yeah. novels and stuff like that. And we don't know that that'll, like, they'll do that. You know, they'll go there right now. Um, but it's possible. It's possible they might. But, you know, it might be a dinosaur thing that the dinosaurs end up, you know, and they just end the franchise completely. But I don't think that's what they're, where they're going to go either. I mean, um, I really think that this series was going to be, and again, it's very Planet of the Apes, but th- it makes sense, right? We've introduced new species into our ecosystem, right? Yeah. That yeah. we were not prepared for. But the way I see it, I see it more of as a war, war of the world situation <laughs> where the dinosaurs are not prepared for the world we've created. Yeah. You know, like they were the doomed T-Rex. from the moment they set foot on our planet. Right. The T-Rex. Now we're not gonna we didn't go there in this movie, but what does what does 10 gallons of chlorinated water do to a T-Rex's internal internal system? You know what I'm saying? Like this animal was just drinking water in its mind. In a pool? But yeah. That, yeah, but that pool is loaded with chemicals. It, it made it, it it made it crazed enough where it just was like, dog, I'm gonna eat you. 
and then it did and then it yeah. reacted it reacted with the with the tranquilizer dart to just <laughs> it's able it's it able to smash through warehouses and do whatever it would like knock balls off gas stations it can go wild um <laughs> but uh that's what chlorine does but yeah over time who knows uh <laughs> i don't know but um uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, what are we talking about? Nublar? Um, yeah, sorry. Oh, so how long do you care about oh, Nublar for? Like, oh, what's your... Oh, what's your... Oh, and, and, yeah, and we were talking about, like, where, where this is going and stuff like that, where the franchise could possibly even go. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know, like... Uh, you know, we could we could map out a, a plan, but, like... Um, but I think, ultimately, like... Uh, I, I do find myself like saying like when 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 all these new things come out and like it, hey if we ever do get a comic series, I feel like it'll probably be centered around Nublar in some way. Um, you know, there's always a talk of hey if we get a live action TV show, wouldn't it be cool if it was centered around an operational theme park? And it's like yeah okay we're back there again. Um, and I'm not I, I, like I I love Nublar. I, I just I just don't know how much more we could do but Wait, i think i think what, is this, and, and what I, does this tell you though well it tells like, me do it's, you, not, do you not see like an overarching theme with this it's that people are only interested in this franchise as long as it's centered around disney world like because those two yeah. juxt the juxtaposition of a safe fun family park and killer dinos is just fun killer dinos in my backyard on a tuesday not that interesting. I mean, in See, my opinion, I, 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 I do, I do love that idea, but like, it's, it's a one and done scenario for me. Like it's uh Hey, let's make a movie where we've got an isolated town where there's like a bunch of residents. Everybody's yeah. really cool with each other. You know, they all know each other from the, the town hub where they all, you know, get their, they go to the drugstore, they go to the, the diner, all that stuff. And like, there's one gas station and I, I think that would be a really fun scenario that we've talked about before. Is the and a raptor. pack of raptors yeah. like moves in or something, right? Like, and that's amazing. It's literally like and children it, go missing in the night. That's a great movie. It's called The Village, um, and right. it's a great yeah. like that's the movie. It's like you remake The Village and just have have Bryce direct it now. You know, like instead of being right. in it, um, I think that would be an amazing movie and 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 something really cool to see. But it's like, hey, that's one movie. And that's it. Mm -hmm. You know, there's no there's no sequel to that movie. Um, the Raptors are back. You know, who and cares? The flaw, like, the flaw of like, the flaw of like, oh, we could do smaller Jurassic, and because we've talked about this a bunch, right? Or we could do smaller Jurassic movies with different species of dinosaurs set in different like towns, and but eventually those all start to look the same, right? Mm -hmm. Those yeah. those all just start to be the new Nublar, like you know, it, it's just. I mean, you can you can you can plan this out three movies. I think, like we we're just saying, like there's like the, there's like a raptor attack, that's very cool. Uh, raptor attack in the village. There's also the 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 Jaws movie with the mosasaur. That's a great mm -hmm. idea. And then there's like I think the Quetzalcoatlus movie or the you know I think that has to be the uh, Pteranodon movie is not interesting to me, but like a Quetzalcoatlus movie is super interesting to me. Like two of them just kind of like. You know, like that introduction, uh, that that like video that that we've all seen, um, that would be so cool. But that's these, like three so movies. Things. You know, these all sound interesting to me, but they all do sound like sci-fi original movies. Like, I mean, they're, they're yeah, they could. They, yeah, I definitely. You know, I think they could tread in that water, but 
I think they like, and you just you just name them after the dinosaur, like Carnotaurus was that movie where it was like that so, really dumb so, puppet. So it needs the legacy, is what you're saying. Like, it really needs that history. When you when you separate Jurassic from the island, from Hammond, from you know the park, it, it becomes less valuable. I think that's what I'm saying. Like, I didn't come into this conversation wanting to go that way, but I think that's what I'm saying. I'm, I, yeah. I think after so many movies of devoiding it, after if Jurassic is just if Jurassic Park is just the history, I think after so long it just becomes dinosaur of the week, the movie, you know, which yeah, I find super uninteresting. Again, I think you could sprinkle those here and there but i think i mean the reality is i think this movie is due for a complete i think this franchise is due for a complete reboot by like 2040 (laughs) oh my gosh that's so far away uh not really not really not really (laughs) it'll be here before we know it um and i'll be like hey man we just recorded for three hours Uh, what are we going to talk about (laughs) this time uh, uh, but they, yeah, the, I, look, I'm saying it here right now. I think if they reboot Jurassic Park totally, I think you cancel the show. Yeah, and I I think you let your show historically be just the Jurassic Park podcast based on the Spielbergian <laughs> era, and I think you let some new you think you let some new kids take over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, all right, I should cancel it. I think we're done, guys. That's that was it. Um, no, but it hasn't uh, been not till twenty forty. No, it's not. Th- it's not done yet. Until twenty forty. Yeah, I, look, I, that's fine. I, I'm fine with that. But um, I, yeah, I'm not. I'm, I can't imagine another twenty more years. But who knows? We'll see. You know, I think. I think I'm they'll Googling always. Very, I'm googling a very sad stat. <laughs> oh no. I think there's plenty to mine from, and I think we all want that lore and that history. And, you know, Jurassic World Aftermath Part 2 is coming out, uh, you know, very soon uh, as we're recording this. And, uh, you know, the thing that we want to mine from that is the lore, you know, because they're they're teasing, like, what else was Dr. Wu doing? And, and that's very cool to hear is, like, these fun stories that we never knew about centered in the place that we know and love – so I think I think we'll always care about this place, and I think it'll always be a central part of the story that we want. You know, I I, I think you're right, and I, I don't know if I like to admit it, but like it does seem like this open-ended story that we have in front of us is not necessarily the best story that we could tell. You know, no, which is why I always, again I go back to my original statement: new, we should care about New Blar in the sense that. We should care about it in the sense that the entire franchise should have been a what if we don't really care that people die? Like, what if it's just not important to the story, right? By the way, did a little bit of quick math here. Uh, If you cancel the show for the 2040 (laughs) reboot, we still have 219 episodes of The Wire to do. Okay. Uh, Just throwing that out there. 219? Is that it? I feel like that's not that much. That's a very low number. We have well, more... just the wire, just the wire, just the wire. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So times that by four. So, so that's two hundred nineteen months until then is what you're saying. Yes. Okay, that's not bad. So that's, that that seems more four. doable to me, to be honest. You've got another eight hundred and sixty-four <clears throat> episodes left before you have to tank this this beast. Is that it? Okay. I'm, yeah, I mean, just, I can. I might. I mean, I'm, we're only at two, almost three hundred now, but uh, we're, we're <laughs> 800, yeah. just eight hundred sixty-four <laughs> more to go. 
<laughs> let's work double time. Let's get there quick. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I know. I know you during the next cycle of these movies, you will do two a week for sure. Mm-hmm. Probably. Uh, <laughs> probably. Probably. Um, yep. As soon as the news starts pouring in, we're, we're going to be trucking. Um, but yeah. yeah, I think uh, I think we'll always care. I, I, I want to bring up one last thing before we leave um, about this as well is do you th- I, I hear this talk a lot with new movies um, or franchises like Star Wars uh, that, that that they rush the story. Right. And we've talked mm-hmm. about this a little bit. Do you think we rushed the story too much? Do you think we got to where we are way too fast? I, mean, I mentioned it before, but like, do you think we've gotten there too fast? Do you think they should have slowed down? Oh, um, no. I think that. Did we get there too fast? It's kind of hard to say, right? Because Jurassic Park 3 was was really trying to do this. Like, you could just tell that they were trying to get dinosaurs onto the mainland with, like, the Pteranodons escaping. And then you would have to imagine, like, that, that the next story would have been, like, people coming to Sorna to take dinosaurs off the island again. Like, did we get here too fast? I mean, we know they're, like, yeah, there's there's signs of, of world traveling and stuff like that in... Uh in the sales script and stuff. So I, I'll just have to see what dominion, like what is the world <laughs> like in dominion? If the, yeah. what is it? If it's, if it's like it was in battle at big rock, like, no, I think, I think we did it. I just, as just a super fan, I just, I want, I wanted more time on you blar. Cause I, I'm a fan, you know, I don't think that like a fan of the franchise <clears throat> there are fans of the franchise but then there's like us where i like the architecture i don't just love jurassic park the movie i love the the architecture of that movie i love you know what does it mean for like them to be in a bunker underground and then to like them emerge out of a out of a door like in the side of a hill like that those are cool things like (laughs) yeah Yeah. in fallen kingdom when they emerge out of a tunnel in the middle of the of the valley right like the idea that like you know I love the idea of like the African like thatched roofs for the, you know, the African like hut style they had going on in Jurassic Park. Like, yeah, the you know, what were the rides like? I, I want to experience like more than just the gyrosphere, right? Like I want to experience other rides. Yeah. But like right, right now we're getting. The reality is, is like, I don't think that makes very entertaining. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we're getting those things that we want one at a time. Like, you know, like, hey, here's the live tour, and there's a, a a treetop place, and we're like, oh, that's very cool, and then that's it. That's the context that we have is there was like a treetop adventure park on the yeah. island, and then we go to then we go to like Camp Cretaceous, and there's like, hey, there was like a, a high rise place, and that's it. There's just a high rise, and that's all we know about. Yeah. And then it's, it's like, hey, there's like a nature walk, and it, you just learn about these things one at a time. Um, I think, you know, if, if it was like, uh, if we had slowed down, uh, you know, and I mentioned it before, like how you, you want, maybe the first movie could have been just like, uh, an operational park that they kept, they kept something quiet, you know, they kept an, an experience. Like imagine if the Indominus broke out, but nobody knew, you know, like, and they, they silenced it right away. They got it done, but there was still drama and tension and everything, but. 
the park guests knew none the wiser. They they were they had no idea that okay. this all happened. And then the second movie is maybe something, but something breaks out and, and something, you know, th- so there could be like, I think movies that you could have told like sequentially that like the park didn't fall within the first film that you could have like, mm-hmm. ex- you could have spent more time on the Island, gotten to see more of the facility the operational park. But you know, we, we didn't do that. So that's a big, what if, you know? Yeah. I think, Correct me if I'm wrong, but I I was I'm historically the one who thinks that like the events of Jurassic World were not really justifiable to shut it down, right? Like, yeah, were, I think we probably enough, said that. Yeah, enough people had died that I'm in real life. I'm sure that it would have shut the place down. But like, I've I've never really thought that like the events because you the only thing the Indominus got out, which Tran- Tranodons kind of wreaked some havoc there, you know. And the but did, did, did the Indominus kill any people aside from workers? Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't like, think so, so. It's like all the people were evacuated by that point. Yeah, um, I mean, there was a lot of death on that. On that, so like much more than like you know, uh, and we t- we probably talked about it. Like you know, theme parks have their issues. People die there all the time. You know, whether it's Disney World or Universal or, or wherever, people are probably dying. You know. Uh, not every day, but like it happens, whether it's just like, Hey, somebody had a heart attack or there was an issue on a ride, you know, somewhere. Right. So, and those places don't shut down. (laughs) They, they may change some things, figure some things out. People get injured all the time that you don't really hear about. Um, but you know, they fix things up and you're back and operational again. So Jurassic world, I mean, there was a lot of stuff, you know, planes exploding, people getting eaten by multiple sets of dinosaurs. And so it's hard I don't know that there would have been a comeback, but you know, you, you could make a eating, case for it. The Mosasaurus eating Zara is pretty. Yeah, it's rough. pretty bad. That's that's rough, you know. And, um, and maybe a bunch of people getting stabbed by some pteranodons, or you know, we don't know yeah, like what that, the that's the, the thing. Pteranodons right? aren't eating people. Yeah, know? we don't we don't know the extent of them picking up people and dropping them breaking their necks or you know like we don't know yeah. what happened really too much there uh, you don't really see a lot of death too much you know, you just see a lot of right. terror going on there but right. um but yeah i mean a bunch of uh acu people got you know demolished by some raptors and indominus you know problem oh the indominus got the acu people but like yeah not like guests so who knows but i think I think you could have gotten to a point where, like, maybe there was a story part two. Like, the second movie was a story where, yes, some people died, but you could have made a case in part three why you should I mean, still be operational, you know? Look, they have the ACU. The ACU isn't sitting around doing nothing. There are yeah. adventures to be had. Like, yeah. if if the ACU wasn't doing anything, a better plot point in the movie would have been well we've never had a dinosaur breakout so we canceled the ac like we fired them all we don't have an <laughs> acu team anymore like yeah, now yeah. you're telling me we got this giant theropod running loose you know on the island like yeah you know that would have been that they, would be they funny have, they have the acu with all their weapons and See, you know like, yeah, that, ready to go 
that's a scenario where I could see like Owen being like, I told you this is a bad idea. You should not cancel the ACU. And he's like, I can't handle this myself. And he's like out there like trying to patrol the whole place, making sure it's secure. And then everybody's relying on him or something. Yeah. Yeah, but like again, the ACU—it's so good. That ACU scene, that ACU scene is so good. Yeah. Um, but they're obviously they're obviously up to, and it's not like they've got like two of them, dude. It's a crew. Like, yeah, yeah. That ACU is easily. Do you think there's more people in the ACU scene or the first scene in Jurassic Park putting the raptor in its pen? I think uh, I think Jurassic. Well, I think there's probably more ACU that we're just not seeing, right? There, there, there. There's, because, I mean, there's yeah, yeah, definitely there's definitely way more ACU members scattered throughout that park. I mean, they're everywhere. They're posted at every because gate. Think about it. They're posted everywhere. You know, that first scene of Jurassic Park. That's the ACU. Whether yeah, they were called the ACU at the time, but that's what that is. That's the ACU. Exactly, and and I would think in Jurassic Park, that's it. There's nobody else. Like, but in Jurassic World, they're everywhere that you're not seeing like you there's know there are camps like right like a few bases i know I, I don't even think it's just like hey there's ranger team station i think you know you see those two guys that are just standing there at the, at the there's two guys manning a, a a huge barrier for no reason you know like you think they're you think they're considered acu then i yeah i think everybody's stationed everywhere you know every Why they're, they're they all over the barrier? place what a I mean I what a loose know. end the the I, restricted zone what a loose end man yeah I, I don't know I mean there that's not even the restricted zone that's just like the entrance to like Main Street facility like no you know, weren't like, the kids coming from the restricted zone I mean no uh, no because if you if you look at like the map they got out of there somehow and they made it back to like where the visitor center was which is like not in the restricted area. Oh. It, it, it doesn't make any sense, you know. So wait, the restricted like, zone literally plays no role in Jurassic World? Uh, yeah, not really. I, I think it's like it's like where like maybe the Raptors wait, are or something and, and maybe the Indominus is out there. I don't really know. But like it doesn't really play a role. Like they 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 come into contact with the uh, Ankylosaurs and the, the Indominus in the restricted area and then they escape. They jump over that thing, that waterfall, but then the kids traverse somehow back into the the main park where the visitor center is. The visitor center's not in the restricted section. No, not as far as I know. No, it's like in the middle, it's like in the middle of the park, like somewhere. So it's just it never ha- we never see it, but you do see the kids traversing. So you have to assume that they came back in. And they and they found they found the jeep, and then they got back to the Main Street area where those barriers are that are keeping, you know, I guess all the other dinosaurs from Gyrosphere Valley out of Main I Street. I have been under the impression this entire time <laughs> that at least, at least the restricted section was like the old part of the park. But you're right; it's not. Now that I think about, it, like the maps are not. That's not where Jurassic Park was. It wasn't in the north, right? No, uh, no. I really hate this. I mean, you know, it, it, no map is 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 it's accurate. Is accurate. Yeah. Like it's it's just hard. You know, you look at like I don't know, not none of these. I, I'm just googling, but like half of them you can't. You don't know if they're like fan made or what. You know. I know. I know. But you know, and and, and with the fact that like, hey, Jurassic, like the the lagoon moved 
Like it doesn't. Not you. From that point on, yeah. no map matters. You know. You know, it doesn't. Right, right, I don't right, care right. what 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 idea you want to make up that oh Mills had a wrong map. Who cares? Like no, nobody had wrong maps. Everyone messed up. That's what happened. And yeah. nothing nothing matters. I, I'm not going to take oh, any fine. map as as canon at this point. Even though we see several maps in several films, like it just doesn't work. Um, so yeah. Anyway. I think that I think that about uh, that. I think that wraps us. it up. I'm so <laughs> mad right now. I'm so mad. <laughs> so we're three over three hours in, and uh, did we stay on topic for any of these? No. I don't. I don't know. Um, maybe. Maybe. Maybe not. I think, think uh, we stayed on topic enough for you to break this out throughout the week, for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So somehow I got to get this out in five minutes. Uh, the the next episode, or actually no, it's past midnight. So, uh, yeah, we already missed our deadline, but. I'm going to get this out soon for everybody, so I hope you enjoy it. But, uh, Aaron, where can everybody find you online? You can find me on Twitter at Aaron D. Beyer. You can find me on Instagram at the Aaron D. Beyer, I think. I be- yeah, I, I, we do this every time, and we're like, is it that? I think so. Yeah, I think it's at the Aaron D. Beyer. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's about it. I mean, I've just been doing some CG lighting. I've got a Jurassic Park piece I've been working on. Um, I don't oh, know yeah. when it's going to happen because I had to switch my gears over to some Unreal stuff. But uh, It's Unreal, man. Yeah. All right. <laughs> no, like Unreal <laughs> Engine. I know, I know. <laughs> well, this episode has been Unreal, and I hope you all enjoyed it. So thank you so much for another uh, Jurassic Wire, hopefully inspiring you and, you know, bringing on some fun, unexplored Jurassic topics. So we'll see you all again next month. Bye, everybody. Thank you so, so much for listening to the 292nd episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. As always, a big thanks to Aaron for joining me again. This time, uh, with we, we had no segment ideas. We had no topic ideas for this month. We just winged it and then uh, came up with some last minute and uh, produced a three-hour episode for you all. I am uh, recording this portion after recording that, like literally directly after recording that three hours. So I hope you guys really, really dug our conversation. And uh, that's the thing is we are hard to keep on track and on topic. So uh, yes, we're a little all over the place, but I love these conversations and I love the tangents that we take. And I think we always get into some fun uh, pockets of the of the franchise and uh, really like to, to whittle it down to its most basic uh plot points and ideas and and just wonder about this franchise in so many different ways and i I hope you enjoyed it and i hope there was a lot to take away from and i hope there's uh, some fun ideas in there for the future so once again thank you to aaron for joining me and uh stay tuned you know we've got a lot of fun things in store as always so please everybody stay safe out there thank you so much for listening to this Be kind to everybody that you come into contact with. And as always, I hope you enjoy. I'm going to go ahead and hand it off to myself for the outro. Take it away. Saddle up. Let's get this movable feast underway. Be sure to give us a follow over on Twitter, at Jurassic Park Pod, and myself, at Brad Jost. Also on Facebook and Instagram, at Jurassic Park Podcast. Don't forget to join the Jurassic Park Podcast group on Facebook. You can listen to us on Spotify, 
Apple and Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, our website, or wherever else podcasts are found. So be sure to follow along. Also, don't miss our live streams, toy hunts, reviews, in-depth bonus content, gameplay, event and theme park coverage, and much more on our YouTube channel. If you haven't already, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We will read your reviews at the end of most episodes, so be sure to spare no expense. Find us on the web at JurassicParkPodcast.com, where you'll find today's episode's show notes, articles, contributor bios, and so much more. If you want to get a hold of us, you can fill out the contact form on our website or send emails to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. We're always looking for new segments, contributors, mailbag submissions, or anybody who just wants to say hello. Feel free to call our voicemail line at any time to leave us a message. That number is 732-825-7763. Make sure to be kind to everybody and stay safe out there. Thanks for listening and enjoy. She goes, you know you just yell for three hours straight, right? I mean, I'd expect nothing less, so. That's fair.